On the terrace. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the twelfth of August, twenty eighteen. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. We actually have news this week. And Robert Kemp. I'm singing in the grey. In, in the, the grave. what? <laughs> in the grave. <laughs> singing in the grave. <laughs> in the grave. That's horrible. Gra- yeah, I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm singing in the grave. I'm just, uh, I'm just walking around the yes. graveyard, just, just having a joyful swing around the stones. Yeah, but in to be in the grave, you'd have to be like. I didn't say the- grave. I said grey because it's grey. <laughs> Oh, thinking, but but not raining, and I you're can't, not like you're not like one foot in the grave. No, I'm definitely not uh. that guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I definitely can believe it. <laughs> Man, that's some '90s TV reference. I wonder how many people actually still get that. Oh most yeah, most people who are most people, people alive. alive <laughs> you reckon? Okay, <laughs> not most people alive. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bit, bit much of them in the UK. Pre-lennials, not not yeah. your average millennials. Pre-lennials is that a word? Yeah, no, that's not. us. Yeah, pre-lennials. Yeah. People who are young, old enough to remember like a time before the internet, but hmm. but are still yeah, around <laughs> in the millennial generation. Yeah. I mean, and enough to realise that there's a weird middle ground millennial who's an absolute dick. <laughs> Generally speaking. It's like we were alive when there was the internet. I wouldn't necessarily say I remember much of that point, at this point. I think no, I've forgotten no. pretty much everything earlier than, like, but, six. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, when, did we, when did we get the we internet? We didn't get really? it like, until, like, 98, I don't think. I yeah. Don't don't think. Probably earlier than that. I think I had it a little. At least. I might have had it a little earlier, because I went mm. in on... But I didn't have, like, pre-56K. Or whatever it was. No, none of us had previously. No. Was it was it fifty six or fifty two? No, fifty six. Yeah. yeah. People had twenty eight k. Loads of people. Not us though. No. I mean, I had twenty eight k later, technically, when I bought a Dreamcast, which had a twenty eight k. That's all that counts. I definitely remember. I had a computer years before I had the internet. Sure. We all we all did. Well. Oh yeah, I mean we had the yeah. one six six. The old Pentiums. Yeah, I had the 120. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with 16 megabytes of RAM. Uh, and, you know, we used to... We had Amigas and Atari. Well, that was well yeah, I know. More of the computer that we had mm. rather than the other ones which were more like computers that were in our house at that point. Yeah, I definitely remember what? multimedia before the internet. Where everything, yeah, like in cut with everything was on CDs, like in Carter and shit. No, yeah, I do. I do remember like going into various school libraries, being and loading weird CDs mounted in cartridges for some reason yep. into drives, oh, yeah. and, be, and being like, "What is yeah. this? What's on this disc? Is That's this interesting?" Weird. I wonder why they had some had cartridges and some without, and then like obviously without one. But what was the advantage of the cartridge? I suppose the advantage of the cartridge is you didn't have children putting their fingers all over the goddamn disc. Oh, I see. Was that the... <laughs> I think so that was, exactly was mainly for school was. libraries, was it? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've been to, gone, to, gone to the effort of making like special drives that obviously yeah. accept the cartridge. And yeah, totally. Well, you had to because otherwise you'd be taking the disc out of the cartridge to put it into the drive, and that would yeah. defeat the whole point. But then they put those mini disc in cartridges, didn't they? For some, Ooh, that, that must kind... have had advantage yeah mini discs are basically the same thing they're just a better form of it and you couldn't take the disc out really like the, the whole the cartridge was the you know the plastic casing was the whole disc was the disc yeah 
but why did they choose that? I suppose it's because it's portable. It doesn't rattle around as much. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. And you can just stack them up, right? Like DAC tapes. I guess that's the idea. And they were just generally better manufactured at that point. By the time MIDI disc came around, those things weren't such a weird, like, well, you weren't supposed to like because those cartridges are basically built a bit like crappy jewel cases, weren't they? Those yeah, are quite quite flimsy. Yeah, yeah, they were shitty. Um, uh, I remember yeah, mini disc being just cool. Like I don't know, mini disc was cool. Well, that was even... why the GameCube was cool because it had the small discs. <laughs> That's true. That was good. And but they weren't know, in a case. Put... No. Well, mini disc was cool for a number of reasons because it sort of it was the first. Uh, especially Digital when mini disc, yeah, yeah, when the mini disc had got a track and, and like files on it and stuff like that, and the volume of stuff you could store on one, yeah, got pretty high. And, the, it, and the devices they, themselves were kind of just quality and, and they looked cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean there were some. Obviously, I went to school with quite a few rich kids. Yeah, and they, uh, yeah, there was a few of them that had mini disc players, and then they were they were you know they were the cool kids with me. We sat with my admit admit fairly. Admittedly, this was during the age where I started investing in Sony Walkmans, you know, good yeah. Walkmans for tape yeah. players that were actually pretty cool themselves. Man, but... I had an awesome Sony tape but not Walkman. Yeah. I had like the apex of the Sony tape Walkman where it was barely thicker than the actual cassette. Yeah, so, did, so did I. I had, one, I had one that was basically like a wedge where it was about as thick as the cassette except for like a lump at one end where, the, where a double A battery had to go. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Those ones, those ones that were like they were just basically a sheet of metal, and then they got yeah. bent, and it was like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of ruined that aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> and but it had sort of like button layouts on the front that are like you know, it was just cool that they were buttons and not like those chunky ass yeah. things that you have to like push put effort into and yeah, the effort yeah. that moves the mechanics. Everyone wants to have some I mean, you don't get the satisfying click when you stop it, I suppose, once they got rid of those buttons. You don't That's have to true. awkwardly try and press play and record at the same time to force it to actually record, oh, yeah. because and that button combo was oh, yeah, a weird yeah. thing even back then. But then Walkmans didn't really have that. No, not really. Um, and then, and then but had there such were, weird there like... technology in it. Like, it had this... I, I, think it, I think I remember it had the ability to sense the silences between tracks, so then you could skip tracks, and it would wind through the track and yeah. then stop intelligently where oh, the gap was. Cool. Freaking ridiculous. So I didn't cool. have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just remember I, having to, like, the problem with those buttons being, like, even on... Because I had a couple of variants of these things. I had, like, a big grey wodge thing that had, like, some nice satisfying concave buttons and then some, like, square button things. But the problem with both of those were is that when you press the button, it's quite a significant delay before like the mechanics actually got in gear and we're like, click, 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 yeah. click, now I'm in play mode, let's go. And then it would like disengage everything to go into a fast forward and it'd be like, click, 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 click. And the other thing was like, how fast can it wind when you get to the end? Mm. And they were like, <laughs> going into super <laughs> speed mode. Because obviously the faster the better. <laughs> that was so cool. Similar with uh, like weird technology with our VHS player. At some point, we got like probably the pinnacle of tape players, where it had. Well, obviously, it had that thing where you punch in the code and it knows all the time stamps or whatever. Oh, what was that called? Video 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 Plus Plus? or something. Yeah. But but also, also, I swear, somehow, maybe using that little. I don't know how. Maybe using that little black and white thing in the top corner. It could. It's similar to that skipping track thing. It could tell where the adverts were and and fast forward through them automatically, which oh, is man. amazing. Yeah, I wonder if you're right. I wonder if it saw the saw the the incoming ads indicator mm. 
on certain shows where because that only showed up i think on live shows right the incoming ads indicator because on oh is that right yeah yeah something like that because it was only needed for that for some reasons i I remember taping we taped the sopranos off channel four at the time which would have been around end of the 90s right Mm. um very end and uh, yeah it could automatically fast through the adverts and i don't know how it worked the Sopranos, it's old. It's like the first, like, amazing TV show. It's quite weird because the first, ep- the, the, you first, you start watching season one and, like, the sort of, cri- some of the crimes they're doing is, like, stealing tons of DVD players or something that are, like, oh, the really? latest thing that's so exciting huh. to have. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Speaking of DVDs, it's time for my least favourite section of this podcast, but it's the film section. Yep. this week? Because I finally, after all this time, got round to watching episode eight. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. right. <laughs> okay. So now and we what, talk about it. <laughs> and what did you think, then, Zeg? Possible spoilers. I, I've, watched, I've watched it again the, uh, recently. So. Oh really? Second, okay. For the second time. Yeah. It's kind of butt. <laughs> yeah, it's butt. <laughs> it's 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 butt. <laughs> <laughs> kind of being operative, but it's well, I have, kind I, of I, like I planned this section ahead, and I have three things that I want to bring up specifically. Okay, okay. I say specifically. There's a lot like, you could bring up. Right? Well, yeah, I can go into very specifics, but that would take too long. <laughs> okay, do we have to put a, a little bit of a spoiler claxon? <laughs> well, I think for spoiler a film result, not really at this point. <laughs> I mean, well, it's nearly what a year and a half, nearly two years old now. Yeah, pretty old. What? It's what? not quite that old, but yeah. <laughs> So the oh, first... year and a bit, and yeah. Something like, oh, is it? No, it was year last year, wasn't it? Maybe it was not Christmas. Even a year. Oh yeah, I guess. So not even a year. No. Uh, no, <laughs> fuck! It's not even a year, is it? No. Shit. Spoiler alert! Not that long. Yeah. So the first thing is that, like, you'd think for real, like real film writers they'd realise that constantly referencing the old films gets old after about the second time and then it just turns into eye roll central. Yeah, yep. so yep. I mean, they got away with it for that for episode 7, They'd right? do it like yeah. once per film. They'd do it That'd again. be fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, when you get to the ones at the end of that film and you've got a rebel in a trench who reaches over the edge of the trench and tastes the ground and he's like, salt. And it's like, the only reason that's there is to be like, <laughs> yeah. it's not snow because it's in yes. half, even though it's exactly, exactly. the fucking yeah. half battle. Exactly. That was exactly why. <laughs> oh my God. But that's not even the dumbest thing about that salt surface because there's no reason <laughs> well, for that. I mean, other than it looking cool, there's no reason for yeah. that like red underneath. And then they have to have ships that specifically have a pointless like, um, thing that angry. sticks into the ground for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, to just to make, to make a good it. visual, right? Mm. And they don't work as but actual I'm... ships, and the, the attack is over in like two seconds because yeah. they're useless, and it's all just just to make it look cool for the trailer, as far as I could tell. Which hey, it did look I'm, cool. I'm, I'm I'm fine with things being stupidly designed to look cool. That's that's I'm all right with that. But <laughs> yeah, but that's but, plenty but, but, of that yeah. in the original Star Wars films. But that's but that, but that scene is still but that. That scene is still stupid. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. they will just charge at it and it's like, oh, this is done. This went bad. Yeah. They didn't really even... They didn't even have, like, the Hoff minor victory of, like, one of the speeders roping up the ATS yeah, in his yeah. legs or anything. They, they didn't, didn't even manage that. They just all died. They just all yeah. died, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might as well have stayed inside. I mean... Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. So then, point number two of the three points of why I particular things that I thought were dumb is number two 
random unexplained things that just happen, and then like, and also just like sort of awkward, just skipping over things that happen where it's just like people just turn up and it's like, oh, he was he came here and stuff like that. But the one that, that I found really annoying and dumb was just like. Apparently, we've suddenly developed cloaking devices that can be fitted into shitty transport ships that are totally non-militarized, and they're cloaking devices that can be defeated by an uncloaking scan, which you have to do specifically, oh, because was, why are you not yeah. just doing that all the time? That was, <laughs> yes. I, I think there I is a bit of dialogue of where they say uncloaking scan, don't they? Or yeah. Like, the, the, when stupid. the rebels are flying out of the carrier in the little transports, they're like, oh, the cloaking device is on, we'll be off their sensors, so we'll be fine to just fly away. And then later stupid. on, where the bad guy, the thief dude, reveals Betrays that they're them. there, and then the... the, the, the Empire dudes are like, we ran a decloaking scan and we found them. It's just like, what? why would you not just be? Co- why is that a separate thing that you have to turn on? <laughs> yeah, it's really why can, couldn't they? Couldn't they like? Because because cloaking presumably doesn't hide like heat signatures or anything like that. So well, they, apparently, it does hide them pretty good. The fact is, I like, mean, they specifically say in the original trilogy, no ship no that cloaking, small has yeah, a cloaking device. cloaking device. Maybe they've developed technology over the past. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, moved, it's moved on like. 30 years or something, isn't it? So maybe. But it, also, it's now become incredibly cheap, apparently, because you can fit it in the shittiest, tiniest transport ships. Yeah. Well, unless it's not that cheap. Unless that transport ship is like... Well, it was that whole f- fleet of the little, tiny transport ships Shit. that come yeah. out of the carrier to play the Flash. True. Well, unless they're... And also, the other problem with oh, that yeah, cloaking no, right. device thing is they... When they're in, like, fucking Snoke's chamber and he's, like, <laughs> they do the thing that's basically from the other film where it's, like, look at your rebel friend yeah, blown up. it's exactly <laughs> the same, yeah, it's as a, Jedi. It's a literal physical camera shot of the ships, which are, like, you know, you can see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're not even that far away. No. You're telling me that you can't just look out the window, which you have in the mean, for like, some reason. None of this makes any fact. I mean, every time I think about it, it's stupid. Like, the TIE fighters are at the near the start of the film are beating the shit out of that, and they blow up the bridge, right, of that shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then there's a bit of dialogue where they say, like, are you getting too far away? We can't, like, cover you, so well, just they... come back. <laughs> and it's like, well, why the... just throw more TIE fighters at them? Yeah, just keep, you've, got, you've got plenty. Just keep going. You're winning it this. Would have made more, that would have made more sense if they'd gone for the for how it used to work, where it's just like, the, if the TIE fighters get out of range of the ship, they just, like, run out of fuel, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but isn't the whole thing about, like, the fighters can't actually do that much damage to capital ship shields they well, apparently fine. they can now <laughs> yeah. a single X-ring can shoot every turret off a dreadnought off because a dreadnought. apparently those aren't very well shielded oh yeah but that was the thing is they, they could shoot things off of things yeah. but they yeah, couldn't, they actually, but they couldn't actually do ma- yeah so it was something to do with they couldn't do major damage to uh, like you know the, the lasers that they fire just aren't powerful enough to do major damage to the actual shields and hulls Hence why they make just make sparks and don't really do any damage. And I'm also and not like And there was something to do with distance, so I read somewhere once, like I had my Cora is felt like I, for some reason I'm subscribed to Cora and I never use it to like actually answer questions or anything like that. But it seems to think I'm really interested in Star Trek and Star Wars questions. Sure. Right. Which I probably am like now because separated. I keep reading the bloody things when they come up in my email. Um but, but yeah, they were talking exchange, about like, this, it's like you're on you've got you know, you've got Stack Overflow, and you've got mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Stack Exchange, which is like a different sub-site or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. They're actually separated. Whereas I think Core is just like, you got a question? A question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so like, but I'm sure there was some article, there's something there where someone had sort of tried to research how the lasers worked, and there's something somewhere about the that like the distance of shot is important, and that sure. being further away might actually be better with, for dealing with shields. And it's probably some ionization thing because those lasers are clearly not actually lasers; they're probably more mm. like plasma, I guess. Yeah, but then like so. Or maybe le- maybe it's less good, but then I mean, but then the ties just aren't all that powerful to begin with. Hence why broadsides still work. Well, that know, whole bit but... at the start where they have like the bombing run, <laughs> we've got yeah. to have literal bombers dropping bombs. Yeah, because I mean, I guess sure that's that's that yeah. like the one bit where it's like this actually makes sense because they're yeah. in the gravity well of a planet yes. and they're using repulsors to stay in one place because they're not actually orbiting. And it's yeah. like holy yeah. shit, gravity actually that's how that would work, I guess. But then that's slightly I mean, ruined by the moment shortly beforehand where the rebels are evacuated, evacuating the base. Hear the star destroyers warping in from hyperspace and look up to the sky. How do uh, they hear that? Yeah, but they, but, but the Star Wars has always had like sound in space. It's sound in space. Yeah. That's fine. That's just a film thing. But sound from space to a planet is a bit more kind of like right. A... Yeah, but then but then maybe like the disruption of some field we don't understand could have you know rippled the atmosphere a little bit. I don't know. And then point okay, number three okay. of things that, have, uh, that I wanted to bring up that were annoying was really a thing that I'd, that I'd seen well before I actually saw the film and uh, like had a minor spoiler over. But, but the classic, and I watched a YouTube video about it and I entirely agree with this YouTube video, but like, you can't use light speed as a weapon because then that would be the ultimate weapon in the Star Wars universe and everyone yeah, would yeah, do yeah, all yeah. the time. That's the classic <laughs> yeah. one. The big, the, the big dumb. Because it's like, it is, there's no denying it's a really cool shot and oh, the way amazing. it goes quiet and it looks, it's, looks it's, awesome. But it it's also destroys... the best thing about the film. Like, it destroys absolutely. the universe at the same time. Like yeah. It is the best looking shot of the film. Also, the once, the, once the giant ship gets cut in half by the light speed attack... They don't really seem to care that much. They're just all still wandering around, like, trying to catch... There's no, like, alarms, even, really. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, what? On that yeah, ship? Yeah, on that ship, they're just like, oh, shit, well, I guess we probably need to abandon the ship eventually. <laughs> well, I mean, there is the whole bit with, like, Finn and stuff are in a big hangar thing that gets ripped apart, right? And that's... Yeah, that's all... I guess that's maybe what that was nearer to the explosion or whatever, but, like, yeah. when they're in Snoke's chambers, there's, like, that doesn't even... I mean, no. most of the damage there was done by the lightsaber fight, not the actual ship getting blown up. That's mm. true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Several I think that's, that's some interesting... I think that's some Zach Grade criticisms on the mechanics of the world. Yep. Yeah. You're oh. not, not, not bothered about the actual terrible melodrama? Well, I forgot the one last characterizations thing. Or <laughs> any of that nonsense? Or some fucking of them bullshit with Poe. Well, I forgot oh, the one last thing that was really, like, where I was just like, Why? Where, what was the point of Luke Skywalker projecting a Force Ghost to fight Kylo Ren and then just dying anyway? I mean, I don't think he had, I don't think he had much control <laughs> Why did he not just... I think that just sort of happens, right? That's just... The, why did what? I, I guess the assumption is the Force just took him for some reason. <laughs> like, well, why he... did he not just go there and, and completely rip off Obi-Wan mm. <laughs> and just die? Yeah, why did he just die and be a, and be a, just, just be a ghost for reals? It I seemed mean... very unnecessary to go through the whole effort of... Remotely projecting yourself to fight him. For but then it's always been. Well, he couldn't anyway. have won if he was there, like physically, right? I he could have. The idea. I think. Hasn't it why been, not? Hasn't it been sort of implied that being a force ghost is something you have to learn whilst you're a Why you're ghost? <laughs> yeah. But he, he he does say like, do you think I'm going to take on the whole first order? I can't. He can't do that. He's not that powerful. But he like, might have he, totally been able to survive the ATSD bombardment because that's not unreasonable yeah, he only, level of power. 
But he um, only survives yeah, based on right. not being physically there, right? I mean, there's no, there's That's, no kind of yeah. But in precedent. that version, but there could have yeah. been a version where he totally could have just stood there and <laughs> avoided it all. But I don't think you've seen that from the Jedi, like being able to like completely the shield themselves, yeah. yeah, like that. They always um, they always deflect something. They totally. He, I mean, he totally. Other, other than that one time where they he holds a blaster bolt in midair. Yeah, as, exactly. Where yeah. Kylo does that. Kylo, doesn't he yeah, Kylo does that. Yeah. yeah. He totally could. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't deflect an ATST blast with a lightsaber. Why not? It still does the laser I mean, of some kind. Yeah, I guess you could, but there, there was a lot of them. There was a lot. Sure. <laughs> or, and, you know, just force run out of the way for a second. And, then. you know, we <laughs> recently watched episode the... three and we saw how easy it is to kill a Jedi. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that projection thing was that bad, apart from the way it was shot was a bit, like, too smirky badass, like, which was a bit mm. weird. But, like, if you pay any attention at all, you immediately notice, like, the moment you see him, he's got the blue lightsaber that you just saw got torn in half. So it's like, you know, there's no, like, or is he or isn't he a ghost? Like, you know instantly, right, if you pay attention. That's quite a bit to pay attention to, though. And he might have just guess. assumed it was another lightsaber that he had. Uh, yeah, he might have more, you know. <laughs> I mean, he could have had he could have had a billion after the Jedi's were no more. He could have gone and just got them all when he was in like the main Jedi place, right? He could have easily built another one because probably that's where they would. What you reckon they might have had the crystals? Also, did did the Jedi text get stashed in the Millennium Falcon? Did I see that right? No, they got burned. Right? No, they open the drawer at the end of the film yeah. and there's the books there when they're rummaging around. Oh wow! And I'm like, okay. was that? I only, you only see it for like a second. I was like, "Is that was that the text?" Well, that like, completely be, undercuts Yoda's yeah, whole thing. Yeah, that completely undercut <laughs> yeah. the whole Yoda burning the tree segment. Yeah, <laughs> that would be stupid. I thought, also thought it was quite stupid how, for the fans, they put the the stupid extended universe Jedi Order symbol on the texts on the books. Mm. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. But I just no, thought, it doesn't. You know, that's that's, that's, a, that's a yeah, that's a nice nod. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Anyway, even if even if isn't what the extended universe isn't technically canon anymore, no. is that right? So, yeah, it's all gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure symbol symbols like that could probably easily just be transferred yeah. over to the new extended. Well, universe. they've transferred whole characters over, like like in the TV show. Um, they've got Grand Admiral Thrawn, who was like a central character in all the extended universe. Oh, what you mean? No, he's going to be like well less important now. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, in the cartoon, it, well, they cancelled Clone Wars and they made, like, Rebels, which was for like, oh, right, young, yeah. younger kids. But apparently they've uncancelled Clone Wars for, like, so they could get something that can be finished. I think mainly because of prequel memes. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> uh, Wait, because there's two Clone Wars, isn't there? There's the good one and there's the bad 3D mm, animation one. That's true, Clone but... War- that's true, but the clone, the the good old one, the two D one, is yeah. completely non-canon, well, um, unfortunately. And then the three D animation one, there's a lot more of, and that is canon, um, mm. and that's the one they're uncancelling. Yeah, I mean that that's ages ago. That two D one, the Samurai Jack one. I know it's yeah. so good. Uh, that was awesome, but I mean it's not as awesome as it was at the time obviously especially the because the first series of that they're basically like five minute chunks and there's no plot yeah. in any of it so it's just badassery with no plot whereas just nice second... nice little uh, short stories always which is which is cool <laughs> i was saying to my brother the other day i there's a brilliant bit in um the because the second season of that cartoon one 2d one um mm. leads up to the start of episode three 
And some of it, I think, is taking... They know how bad everything is in the prequels, and they're kind of taking mm-hmm. the mick a bit. And that my favorite bit is, like, um, right before ep- episode three, right, the 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 separatists or whatever attack Coruscant, right? Because that's how the film starts, with the battle above Coruscant. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a bit where... So this is already in progress by the time the film starts, but in the cartoon, it leads up to that. And there's a bit... And you know how it's like, oh, um, the Dark Lord of the Sith has, like, clouded our ability to, like, use the Force. So oh, we yeah. don't... We can't really tell what's going on like we normally would. And there's a bit where Yoda is sitting, meditating in his, like, chambers uh, and on Coruscant... And then he suddenly opens his eyes and using the force opens the shutters and there's just millions of enemy troops just flying down into the city. He's like, oh, I noticed it. He's like concentrating really hard. I must sense something. And he senses absolutely zero. Yeah, well, he senses that they're right in front of him. Yeah, by the time he can see them, he senses <laughs> yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's just so dumb. Anyway, yeah. That first bit with the bombing, with bombers, it, it's a standard good it's a good star wars idea because what star wars always used to do is just take stuff from classic movies and world war ii movies and like and just make them in space so like the original film was basically the end was basically the dam busters but in space right and then they did that multiple times and then even in the prequels like the the pod race is just the ben-hur chariot race but in space, complete with the... Yeah. Yeah. And the idea of this was obviously this was like the American bombers over Europe, right? Where, you know, the B-17s with all of the... Yeah, where they're slow and all the the enemy fighters come and they've got the gun turrets and stuff. And that would have been... And the idea is do that, but in space. And that was a good idea, but it didn't... They didn't quite give it the, you know... They they were trying Uh, they they over-egged bits of it. You know, yeah. like in classic Star Wars fashion, it's like, I don't dislike the idea of that segment at all, but it's just the the whole, uh, you know, how long the whole, oh, I need to get the remote for this, yeah, this yeah, bomb yeah. release door, how long that goes on for is yeah. excessive. I agree, yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just like, seriously? Can I just have a little more urgency, lady? Just go for it right now. Yeah. And it's supposed to be to set up Rose as a character, right? Because yeah, it's her it sister is. or something. You've got yeah. to randomly create more characters as well, of course. Mm. Yeah, of course. As you do. Surprise Jar Jar reveal. That's what's, that's what's happening in episode nine. <laughs> so do you think... The, the can... Sith Lord of, 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 of Legend is revealed. Do you think Abrams can bring it back for episode nine, or do you think it's just not worth bothering with anymore? Because I think I, I mean anything's always possible, right? I think you can curtail it well because I don't because I don't think the story really is anywhere. That's sort, <laughs> well, of, the, that's sort of the problem with it. It's like there is nothing really to particularly wrap up. You could do what you no. wanted, um, <laughs> but the way it's going, it's going to be like fucking Starkiller two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which would be really disappointing. But, or would it or would it actually just be okay this is good again <laughs> I don't know I mean we're assuming that we're assuming that they're not going to be completely stupid and actually wrap this up in a trilogy and not just leave it completely continuous I watch yeah. keep going yeah and what MCU it you mean yeah. just keep going well they um, want to MCU major the whole fight thing. But not ends. 
but I don't think they want to do it like they do want this to be a trilogy. But they're just they they're have, just they going to do another contain, trilogy, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, if, even if they keep going, that's fine. But they do have to contain some storylines. Yeah, I mean, that's what the MCU is fantastic at, right? Yes, they keep going, but they're most of the film, most of the films have a self-contained beginning and end. But like, yeah. are they going? To, is it going to be like you've already had? the end of the Empire, and now we're going to have the end of the First Order, and then some other new evil <laughs> empire is going to revolve from that. Well, let's not worry <laughs> about that. You yeah. after every time. Yeah, because I didn't think the First Order was that great, so it was just a facsimile yeah. of the Empire anyway. And I don't want them to do what the old extended universe did, which is introduce, like, an, an intergalactic alien <laughs> race. Yeah, and it's like, that doesn't fit in Star Wars. That's not good. That doesn't work. You can't make like the Borg I mean, in Star Wars. It won't some work. Some of that stuff in the extended universe was partially a good idea. Well, I mean, the only thing that made that slightly interesting was the idea that like the aliens from outside the galaxy weren't in the Force in any way because they didn't have the because they weren't from that galaxy. So mm, that led yeah. to the Jedi having problems. It's like that's slightly interesting as a concept. But I don't know. I think it undermines the force because the force, just like midichlorians does in the first place, because the oh, whole yeah. point of the force is it's all living things, right? Yeah, that's but maybe what makes it's only it... all living things in that galaxy. Maybe they're yeah. so different that you can't see them in the force. Maybe. Maybe it was just an assumption that it was all living things because they were only considering within the bounds of one galaxy. Maybe. I, I don't, don't actually don't interested in the universe law of what actually is the <laughs> no. reason that those aliens were invisible in the force. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that idea. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. But maybe they can make one more good film out of it, potentially. I, I still think Kylo Ren's a good character. and the, uh, I don't know. I think they, 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 he, he was less good this time around. Like, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't buy into the whole, like, as I said, like, the him and her talking over things like i didn't i wasn't sucked into that so much it's like don't get me wrong i I, i'm a big fan i've i've watched logan lucky recently and it's like which is another adam driver gig oh yeah and it's like i'm 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 I'm, yeah i'm more and more sold on him as a as a real as a real talent but it's just uh yeah i don't know he's he felt different in this film as did donald gleason was a general what's his face hux yeah hux that's it yeah like he felt different this time and like not in a necessarily in a bad way i quite liked hux this time because he was the he was probably yeah. some of the best comedy weirdly <laughs> yeah, probably. in this one but but that's not his character as it was in the first film and it's like it's it's just sometimes those changes felt a little like really off well, I mean, really that weird is what they tried and what they seemed to try to do in this film was just random amounts of comedy I don't, I don't mind that. that well, that's the but, bloody like, Marvel thing. That's it worked yeah. for Marvel, so they're do, trying to do that formula with Star Wars, and that's not. And it's not as if like I don't Empire mind Strikes that. It Back doesn't have humor in it. It's got plenty. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's just a different kind. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't, it's not I don't mind it in in the, in the Star Wars universe. I don't mind. I don't even mind the tone they were going for. It just felt haphazardly placed. If you know what I mean, like. It, the humor worked an, an, an over in the, in the Force Awakens, I think. Yeah, yeah. or an, a little over, a little bit of an over reliance on the on the little squawky thing. <laughs> you know that that because once that <laughs> got introduced, it was there quite. A, they cut to it quite a bit, <laughs> and it's like just going. Bah! Oh, the porgs! That, that yeah. overdone. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was okay. About the whole Ewok situation—it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. 
My no, pawns I mean, were fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> no problem with the pawns. They, they were mostly fine. I didn't think, like, yeah. I, I felt like perhaps cut to that a little. Like, we need a shot of Chewbacca, and of course the pawns right there, so you might as well have it go. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, I've said this before, but the worst thing about at the at the end there, you've had that, like, uh, battle with the on the salt flats or whatever and then mm. the millennium falcon turns up and draws off all the tie fighters which is a good idea i mean it's like yahoo it's like a callback to the yeah. first film <laughs> again like it's exactly like that and then uh, it's a good line where he's like oh man they hate that ship and that was quite good but then it has a whole chase with the tie fighters through these caves which, which would, is also exactly like the it, yeah two yeah. And also a little bit like that sequence from Force Awakens, in fairness. Yeah, and like the sequence from Force Awakens. But what really tips it over the edge for me is they just reuse the music from the original TIE Fighter Millennium Falcon fight in the in the first oh, film, in, 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 in episode four. And it's like the moment that that awesome music starts, I'm like, man, I wish I was watching Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is not good. No. No, they have. I, I'm. Did you see Solo as well? Or? No, no. I, I specifically seen haven't seen it. It's probably quite good. I specifically haven't seen it. I, I know people that have seen it and they've come back and said, "Yeah, it's not. It's not as bad as it." Like you know, the the worry was greater than the reality. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it, I probably it would have like... enjoyed it more than Last Jedi because I'd have le- much lower expectations. I think I would have had more fun watching mm. that. Yeah, probably. Well, you know it's going to be like basically a throwaway film, like right? You know, yeah, you're not, exactly. don't have to be too invested in it. It's just, yeah. It's interesting that it didn't do well. I think it's m- literally because they put it out too soon. Because I think yeah. it probably is probably more interesting weird. than Rogue One. So I don't know. It was what? definitely weird timing for it. I think it's like, so why why didn't they target the um, just the hang on to it for a while and ha- and target the same window like I they don't have been. Know. It's weird. It's not like there's a big Marvel film for Christmas, is it? No, I think Marvel's going to be quiet for a while. Actually, yeah, exactly. Like, there's not. A gr- I don't think there's a great deal for quite some time because I just Ant Man and the Wasp. Right, that yeah. just came out. Right, and yeah. Then it's Captain Marvel. When's that? Is that not till next year? I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think that's this year. I think there mm. is quite a gap until till then. How was How was uh, Ant Man? Ant Man. Ant Man's good. It's good. Yeah. Like you know, I, I think I'm more of a fan of the first one than you are. Yeah, um, but I didn't it, really but like it, it. But it, it, oh, it, well, it keeps that tone, and so if you're, that's if fine. You, yeah, if you, if you weren't into it, then it's 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 basically just more. But I just thought know. it was a bit safe the first one because I was hoping it would be a bit more out there, given it was originally Edgar Wright and stuff. Yeah, I think I think you might have. I think the same criticism can be thrown at this one. In that, in that it's. Uh, I mean, I don't think they explore too many new ideas. And it even takes the mick out of itself in a couple of places where they're clearly inventing new quantum mischief for, you know, to, that they can do and, like, what, what what's that's all about and stuff like that. And to the point where they literally just... There's a line in the film, it's like, do you guys just say quantum in front of things and it makes it better? And it's... <laughs> right, just, okay. Lamp shading. You know, yeah. So they, they sort, of, sort of knows that it's nuts. And um, but but I appreciate the sort of smaller scale of it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like they've done the small scale thing. They haven't done this as a universe-ending storyline. Mm. This is a yeah, that's this good, is a, yeah. this, this is a little conflict, little per- well, quite yeah, a fairly small personal conflict, really. 
Yeah, that's that good. It's after, like, the, after the Infinity War, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, 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 fits, it fits that role exactly, and it's nice. Because nice they're deliberately it, it, doing it so that everything is set, sort of nothing is set after Infinity War that's coming out before Infinity no, War. No, this, this all takes place fairly close to the run-up to Infinity War. Yeah. I think Captain Marvel set in the 90s, I think. I mean, that makes sense, because they can't do it. They can't, well... Yeah, it would be weird if they tried to do something after that. Yeah, they can't really. Yeah, and also I, they've got some explaining to do, <laughs> as in why the hell has she not been involved up to this point? Yeah, exactly. Which is always the problem, I guess. If they want to introduce new people that are supposedly on Earth at this point, like what happens if they actually start trying to fold in X Men at this point? Do they start again? with it and just say hey this is the mutants are a new thing i don't, I don't know what because don't they have that now i, I assume uh, they have that now that they own disney own fox or that part of fox i don't fully know what what they're doing i think they will bring it in right i think they do own it so i think it'll be yeah. a misstep not to but... but they've got their inhumans right for the time being which are their like sure mutants. but that's but that, I don't think that particular storyline or that particular TV show, at least, went down too well. Mm. And you know, they, it was going to be a film, but they scuppered that and turned it into a show. Yeah. Because um, it, you know, tied in more of the Agents of Shield stuff than it did the films. Um, and Agents of Shield pretty much has nothing to do with the extended MCU at the moment. Anyway, they occasionally reference it and say something. Hey, have you seen what's going on in New York? Mad, right? <laughs> and, and that's it. That's it. They're done. Moving on. So, yeah, um, the happy salad uh, review of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, kind of butt. Yep. Kind of butt. <laughs> the exact uh, way with words. I would agree. Kind of butt. We, we did, I did, we sort of casually threw that in in the middle of that discussion, but Zach and I did end up watching most of Episode 3 for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because it was on. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's worse than I remember. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's because it was the least bad, but it was... But was it? it was, the, yeah, I think it was probably the least bad. Although you could argue the Phantom Menace might be the least bad. It's quite... <laughs> it's weird to say that now, yeah. yeah. Looking back, it might actually be the best sort of structured individual yeah, film of the Yeah, because it's like a standalone thing. And yeah, I don't know. But yeah. If you take and, it as, as a more of a younger audience kids film exactly and then actually is it that bad at it no maybe not actually (laughs) i mean i liked i quite always quite had a bit of a fondness for attack of the clones the second one but only if you ignore anything to do with anakin and padme (laughs) if you take all of that out yeah i kind of enjoyed it but actually yeah the kind of obi-wan detective thing where he sort of even though it's unbelievably stupid (laughs) like he's in he's in the fucking jedi library and they're like and he's like i'm looking for this thing and i can't find it and she's like well if we don't have it it doesn't exist it's like oh brills he's like hmm and then he goes and he visits his old cgi friend The fat diner guy. Who was like the the, the stupidest (laughs) character. Why there's like a American 1950s theme diner in Coruscant, I don't know. And and then he goes to the Camino planet. Anyway, that whole thing, and he meets not Boba Fett. I mean, it's stupid. He also meets Boba Fett. (laughs) Yeah, he meets actual Boba Fett, and Boba Fett has that immortal line. uh, Yeah. Yep. 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 
Yeah. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Oh, but it's it's mostly good because of like stu- stupid stuff, like the sound design in the of the charges of the asteroid. <laughs> the one thing. Oh, I wow. love. I love. That. Everyone loves that. I like that is, that's stuff my, like that. It's such a good sound effect. I mean, it's like it's a fairly cheap sound effect in a way because it's yeah. basically just like a good reverb <laughs> more than anything. But yeah, I love that. It's the fact that they're like weirdly two D shock waves as well that come out of those charges. Yeah. That they just cut through the air. Oh, it's cool. It's a cool sequence. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. It, it, like, I found it... It's a weird... It was a weird, frustrating watch seeing it again because a bit of me was going, hey, you know what? Ewan McGregor's pretty good at this. Like, well, he, he fits... Of course I think he's he, good. I, yeah, I think he fits that... The sort of that weird Jedi... I don't know, mindset, the, the, the presence that... Jedi have pretty well. I mean, he was good casting um, as as Obi Wan. There's no denying that. It's yeah. just he had shit dialogue and, and absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. I and mean, like had to work it's with, like like they, odd circumstances and just like it's just strange. But it's just strange. It's it's like uh, they say this in the in the Red Letter Media review of the Phantom Menace, but it's like like Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan should have been formed into one character, right? Just you don't need these two, the trait where everyone's the trainee and Qui-Gon's the wise Jedi. You just need like mm. the wise Jedi, and so you just need the one character called Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, why they had to add an extra like weirdly a decent guy? Because he's not even really like nothing. There's no consequence to him getting mauled. No, either, really, is there? Not like really. it, just, it just sort of happens. Other than for them to say at the end of episode three, hey, Qui-Gon's mastered being a fourth ghost. Yeah, you could talk to him about Well, it was just, it was really just a convenience because of that first film being so far back in time that Obi-Wan couldn't have already been a Jedi master, so they had to have his master exist. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess... Maybe, maybe they were trying to make it fit in, what, you mean they were trying to make it fit in canon? Yeah, because it, because of just time periods, where it's like, yeah. if you're going to have a Jedi master system where you have to go through training and all this shit, then if we've gone that far back in time, we kind of need, Obi-Wan can't just be a Jedi master in this film, we just need him to still be not oh, a master. He could have just been a knight, he didn't need to be a, a master and like he says in empire like you will learn from yoda the jedi master who instructed me as if he was yoda's pupil mm. which you never see i guess that, yeah but that's just you it's just that's just because they didn't know that there was going to be all these other jedis at that point <laughs> no i know past. no but i mean when you're writing the past i don't know anyway yeah, but he was still a, he was still the jedi master who taught him stuff <laughs> That line still makes sense. Sort of. I also, I also think I might take the controversial position of I think I kind of like CG Yoda more than I like Puppet Yoda. Puppet Yoda. What you mean, Puppet Yoda from the original trilogy, or Puppet, or Puppet Yoda, from... Yoda from the new trilogy? In fairness, because it's it's kind of the same. Like my mouth just moves <coughs> forwards and backwards, not really opening. Kind of hand motion. I mean, I don't know. For me, you can't beat the original Yoda from Empire. Even even now, like I don't think if you redid that with CGI, it would be better. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I just I just thought it it was it was done pretty well actually in the prequels. Like the actual the actual CG work is is good. It's still just weird how like 
15 years in exile makes him go completely weird. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, but 15 he, years. He's not weird if that's, if that's his actual He's 900 years old. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how old? The, anyway. 15 years isn't is that it, long. Is it only 15 years? Really? Approximately. What, so Luke's 15? Well, no, probably more like 20, I guess, but not he, that much. He's 19, isn't he? So that's, yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, I yeah. didn't realise he was that young. Oh no, hold on, hold on, he might be younger. I think he's 19. He might be 17. I think he's not, he's definitely not 20. Huh. I didn't realise he was that young. Well, because he's like, wanting to uh, That explains a little more of his, that explains a little more of his mentality that I hate. <laughs> his yeah. Oh yeah, he's just a kid. That's why everyone calls him a kid all the time. Well, especially Han, obviously. I think Han, Han probably calls a lot of people kids. <laughs> and he calls him boy, doesn't he? He's like... Boy. Travelling through hyperspace ain't like Dustin Crop's boy. True. But it could just be like, that's just how they talk. It could just be a farm boy reference rather yeah. than an age reference. Or that he's just younger. <laughs> even though anyone there, younger, even though there was no crops to dust on Tatooine, so how would he even understand that? Reference? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Why, would like I, why would I dust? Uh, do crops get dirty? <laughs> why, why do I need to put more sand on this sand? <laughs> <laughs> no, you surely be like dusting, as in like cleaning it up. <laughs> well, like... I tried to clean the sand off the yeah. sand. <laughs> Star Wars is stupid, but it has cool stuff. Hmm. General rule. Right. Well, that's the film section. Yeah, that is the film. Maybe that, sh- maybe that should be my new character suggestion for episode nine. General rule. Just... Well, now you're stepping on the news section. Huh? Huh? How so? What we're about to get onto, I guess. <laughs> news. News. All right, where do we want to start? Zach, pick a topic. I only know of one, because as I said, that one bit of news completely erased any other news that I thought I could have remembered. <laughs> I'm kind of vaguely aware that I thought there was news, but then that one other bit of news completely erased any other news I had. <laughs> All right, should we get the like the, the uh, journalist story out of the way first? Because it's, it's your typical bad news and gamer people being stupid gamer people news of the week. But it's like it seems to be like top of Kotaku right now, so whatever. But... What's that then? So, I know it is kind of we don't have to linger on it but basically there's a reporter an IGN reviewer oh, who is, that's never a good been, start I know but he's basically been like caught as plagiarizing other, uh, the Dead Cells his Dead Cells review um, having nicked it off a YouTuber basically um, uh, it, it, it's kind of like follows the exact same structure, just mildly paraphrased would be the way to describe it. So it's like, yeah, this is this is probably plagiarized, and he's and he was like, ah, that wasn't. So he came back and, and, and IGN fired him basically for doing that, and then uh, uh, he was like, oh, this wasn't my intention. I'm I'm sorry to IGN, and I'm sorry people didn't apologize to the YouTuber, uh, but he was like, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry this came out like this, uh, and and. and uh, specifically like through a bit of shade at the news outlets that had reported on this and things like that to which they've gone away and done some more research and found some more cases of him doing this yeah of course uh, have, um and it's not the first time it's not his first plagiarism rodeo um it's it's very clear to right. me at least and to the community at large that he's done this several times right fair. um it and it's like yeah fair that's but that that and typically that's where the story should end uh except it sort of doesn't because 
classically, the internet have been the internet and have started threatening his family and things like that. And it's like, okay, this guy's an asshole, but he doesn't deserve that stuff. I don't think we ever need to talk about that kind of thing ever again. I know, again, that's I know just what you like, mean. But it's you like, just it's, add that on to literally any story on the internet and yeah. someone somewhere will be threatening someone's death. <laughs> doesn't matter what you're talking about. In, in fairness, that's kind of the true of re- the real news. If that if that were true of the real news, we could just basically just sort of stop having the news. <laughs> it's kind of that most nights. Hey, Trump's being an idiot. All right, not news. Carry on. Standard procedure. Yeah. Space uh, Force all the way, though. <laughs> 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 Did you see that? That was a tweet from the President of the United States. He said that, Space yeah. Force all the way. Space Force. All the space way to Force. space. Presumably. Yeah, all the way to space. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they'd already have to be there if they were in Space Force. Unless, well, I don't, do you need like a rocket force to go from the Earth to space? Or well, the Russians have a rocket force, right? Force? <laughs> Strategic rocket forces, I think, <laughs> the uh, Russians have. Is that, is that what they name? They're like they're giant missiles like part of the rocket force or something yeah it's called yeah. the rocket force strategic rocket force that's i believe fine. i can dig that i just think that's a cool name it's not called like i don't know what the american equivalent would be missile command i don't know yeah exactly missile command Anyway, that was that news. Let's move on. It's done. Yes, strategic rocket um, forces. Oh no, strategic strategic missile troops or strategic rocket forces. Okay, so missile troops it. sounds fun, nonetheless. Yeah, it sounds I'm, awesome I'm either troop. way. Yeah, rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, field tanks are field. They're very much not missiles. No, <laughs> anyway. that's true. <laughs> Quite calm. Talk about QuakeCon. That happened. But first, I had some things to say. Mm, kind of. Uh, we saw some gameplay from Doom Eternal. Looks like Doom, but with slightly more. Doom, but Doomer. Doom, but Doomier. And I mean, that's what Doom may- 2 was. So, and maybe, this is what this is. Maybe mildly more colourful. I don't know. Slightly less brown. Yeah, it maybe. looks like it has the interface of, of the hell aesthetic with the earth aesthetic a little bit yeah yeah looks like that'll be more of the more of that which i'm all for but the weird thing they've said they've sort of added is it's got like dark Souls style invasion mechanics oh right so you can take you can go into other people's games and help them and stuff more the opposite you can become demons and be be an active force against the players in their in in their game oh Okay. People have tried dumb things like be the enemies before in various games. I mean, I everyone's mean, now... referencing Left 4 Dead at the yeah, moment. Well, yeah. yeah, but that was more like an actual mode thing. Because, I mean, people have tried to do this before, and now in the modern age, I'm sure people are thinking about Twitch streams where, like, oh, we can have, we can make this perfect oh, for yeah. Twitch streams by getting the Twitch streamers to have their community be the enemies, and it will be a community thing. It's like, yeah, I don't think it's ever actually worked, though. <laughs> the times where people have tried to do that, I mean, what was that? I think there was, it's actually quite an old idea. Like, was it like PsyOps or something that did that in one of their games? Where they had it so you could have have other players be the enemies. Oh, I mean, Perfect Dark had it technically. If you want to talk that, but they had like counter operative mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Mm. 
not a new idea, but with the in- internet and streaming, I'm sure they think it's a better idea now. Yeah, I can see the appeal. I can see why that's probably why what why it's there. Because like to me, just really that like, what's the benefit to the player yeah. for having that? Turned you just on? get really hard enemies. Yeah, <laughs> and like unless the rewards for completing an invasion are pretty good. Yeah, but then what's the reward? Like presumably you die, which is a pain in the ass. Otherwise, yeah. especially given that that trailer looked like there was some sort of life system. That may may not have been an actual thing though. That yeah. may just have been a comedy uh, reference, or maybe an arcade mode or something. <laughs> Hmm. It was a bit mysterious because mm. it didn't look like he had like a bunch of lives in the corner until he picked no. it up, and then it was like lives one, or not lives, but like a little logo of a dude helmet. Hmm. Yeah, a bit weird. But anyway, I'm all, I'm all up for more Doom. Sounds like they've got they've gone for the. I don't, I don't know if I'm disappointed or happy that the soundtrack sounded pretty much on point. With the original, it was clearly a, clearly a track that wasn't in the first game, but still a little bit like maybe it's a little too samey. Maybe I want some, yeah something something like the original, but with a new twist on it, and maybe some of that's to come. But we just haven't seen it in that particular demo. Who did the but, soundtrack for? Mick uh, Gordon. Hmm, okay. Legend of, uh, well, now a legend of a uh, <laughs> game or game music design. Yeah. Doom. Doom. Doom Eternal. Uh, and they dropped a whole... Well, t- some bullet points, I suppose, on how Fallout 76 might actually work um, uh, regarding some of how the, like, you know, the world works and some of how your time in the world will be. Uh, there will be vats, apparently. Just some form of real-time vats. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't necessarily have to slow down, I guess, but... <laughs> Uh, you can, your character can get mutated if you spend too much time in irradiated areas. You might, you so you might get a random sort of like change to your stats, <laughs> like any other stat-based system. Kinda, I suppose. They're like the, the 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 one example that I noted, or I've seen most of the point is um uh, that that you could get you know the mutations have names. And you could get one called Bird Bomb that made you jump higher, and uh, but made your strength less. You know, something like that. So they're modifying like movement stats as well as just like abilities, I guess. Uh, but that's the thing. Um, PV. I guess some of the bigger ones to answer some of our concerns, I suppose, with this is that PvP is an opt-in experience. Well, they kind of already say that, but not like they specifically. Really, yeah, they didn't really detail that. You know, they sort of they sort of said that PvP wouldn't be an issue, and that it. Well, they kind of they said that you could play it single player in theory. Mm. So that kind of inferred that you could opt out of all the multiplayer as well as the PvP, I guess. Yeah, but it's like um, apparently they sort of done the um a little bit like the dueling in Borderlands, in that if one player shoots another player. <laughs> Like it will do a tiny bit of damage, but not epic amount of damage, and the um um and the other player has to shoot back effectively to be like to be like yeah I want this fight, mm. and it goes into a dueling stance. Um, it will normalize the levels between the players to some degree. It sounds like if someone is still higher level than the other player, they will still have or better equipped than the other player, they will still have an advantage, but just not as much as it would be against single player enemies with. The same stats, like it 
compresses the level range a bit. So I guess skilled players could still beat higher level players, higher stat level players, uh, which is interesting. Um, it is possible to kill people, though, even if the other player doesn't opt into the fight. However, the murderer, as they're being called, uh, won't gain anything from that, which is a little bit confusing. It's like, why do it? Like, they won't gain any... <laughs> because of trolling! The number one reason for yeah. randomly killing people! So when you do that, you get marked on a murderer's list, and there are incentives for the other players to track down murderers. <laughs> Even if the murderer himself doesn't gain anything from actually committing murder. It's like, it's... Yeah, it's interesting. They're, they're, so they're sort of encouraging this... As I say, they're, they're encouraging this, like, any PvP fights have to be consensual thing. Uh, but dying doesn't sound all that bad anyway. You don't lose any money, you don't lose your equipment, you only lose any junk you're carrying around. Quote-unquote junk that is for cr uh, base crafting, effectively. And there'll be musical instruments. I mean, the real question is, like, they still haven't gone into enough specifics about the bases, really. Because, mm. like, losing the junk you're carrying, that's, like, fine, but what about... What if you put all your junk in a container in your base, and then someone can come and steal that? <laughs> that's yeah. the question. Yeah, that's not been, <laughs> that's not been talked about. Uh, they did say that like all anything you've got base woods in, in a base would basically get destroyed if it got nuked. Like, there's no like it just goes. What like yeah, but then then it's like what, what does that mean? Does it destroy the base or does it destroy like the contents of the yeah. base? <laughs> yeah, that that they haven't been quite clear about. Still not specific enough about that. So they need to talk about bases, I guess, in the context of PvP. Because judging by what they've shown of bases, it looks pretty much like a slightly improved version of how you build shit in Fallout 4. Mm. Which was bad, so the fact that it's improved at all is good, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I suppose the other mild irritation is that it's not going to be launching on Steam. Yeah. They're going to be putting it in the... Bef is the Bethesda launcher already a thing? I think so i like i like rem vaguely remembered that that was a thing okay and i was like oh yeah i guess they would do that would they yeah it seems a bit of a shame that you perhaps couldn't buy it on steam and it just linked to the bethesda launcher well, in, the yeah. same, in the same way that the ubisoft <laughs> stuff works because the ubisoft, ubisoft stuff terrible, isn't great like, but it does no. sort of work yeah uh so yeah fallout 76 uh, any increase or change in your enthusiasm towards that as a Fallout player? Not really. You know, like they still haven't gone into enough specificity about how it works in single player. I guess because mm. I wouldn't play in multiplayer. I, just, I like really the way I already played Fallout Four was like an open world survival game, except it wasn't a good enough one of those to stand like that on its own. Right. Like, I just want a game where I can go around and explore and for not really any particular purpose and that's like the whole point of the game. Rather mm. than Fallout 4 where like whenever you come across a new location you have to look it up in the wiki because if it's a location that has a quest line built into it you have to know whether you're going to break it by going there ahead of the quest line <laughs> telling you to go there. Right. And all that kind of stuff. Like just make the whole world just, just an explorable place so I won't have to worry about that and that'd be better. That just sounds like poor playtesting in Venice. Well, like, that's just what Bethesda games like. Mm. <laughs> this is how that system works. So many ways you can break stuff by picking up the wrong thing at the wrong time. Alright, let's talk about Red Dead. That gameplay trailer. Red Dead Redemption 2. 
I'm just going to straight up like, start like lead into this and do like trailer trailer critique. Yeah, right what here. are your thoughts, man? Because you know, it's. I mean, this is a weird trailer for a Rockstar game, right? They don't normally do these deep dive, mechanical deep dives, or mm, well, they did it for Red Dead the original. They just don't do it oh, for Grand they? Theft Auto, which mm. is yeah, because for Grand Theft Auto they do just like story and like kind of atmosphere trailers right yeah the, the, the hollywood trailer as known yeah. referred to it when she watched it with me it's like oh this is a bit different yeah basically yeah so this is i think they did it for red dead but it's so long ago it was eight years ago now <laughs> but uh yeah um i think they did do this um around the time of release so it's kind of interesting but yeah it's good to have that breakdown and that this is going to be a series right of trailers so they, yeah, they were like the, the, next time this, this, we'll tell you about dead eye and improvements this, and stuff yeah this is very clearly not the first we'll see but then a bit of me is all like okay don't go too overboard with this right it's like don't and, spoil things yeah and I'll, I'll, i have that same feeling about some other products that we'll talk about in a second as well i don't think they're gonna but spoil just, things because there's gonna be so much in red dead i mean the, the story yeah that you can't if you're if you're in red dead you're probably in it for the storyline and the world and all that stuff I mean, uh, uh, did we already know that you weren't playing as Master A Marston in this? That you're actually yeah. like was it Arthur knew... something or other? Arthur Morgan. Yeah, we know who you are, and that you're a member of the Dutch Vandalin gang alongside mm. John Marston. So in a previous yeah. um, story trailer, you've actually seen him, Marston. I think he's. I think, I think he uh, was. Was it? I think. I don't think it was John, but like maybe his wife and young son, and son are yeah. are in one of the camp shots. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, Abigail and his whatever his name post game. Yeah, uh, post game master. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you know who you are. But from all the previous story trailers, he, that Arthur seems like, um, you know, really mean basically, and so. It was interesting that there is like a, this, this this gameplay trailer. One of the things it did was confirm that there is a kind of morality system that has is like non-binary, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, but it, it also is like encouraging that you don't have to be an absolute dick, which is what he seems like. Yeah, yeah. Gen- you can, you can diffu- uh, well, I quite liked the the bit where they were talking about like the diffuse or uh, uh, what's, what's the word they they were using to it was like diffuse or escalate, I suppose. Escalate. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's just that thing where like some dude was getting clearly getting robbed by the side of the road, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't care, do what you want." <laughs> it's like, okay, that's cool. I'm 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 on board with that. I quite yeah. like being able to not have to get involved with that stuff. Yeah, that's good. And not and not just get shot at because it was like a binary state in the original. It was like, oh, you've got aggro now. You either mm. had aggro, or you didn't. Basically, yeah, you were either involved or not. So and the involved was usually you have to shoot everyone. <laughs> so mm. yeah, so this is quite cool. It does. The only thing I guess I might that, that some of this trailer showed that I think might get everything looks red apart from this one detail, which is the the sort of the fact that there was a wanted meter that seemed to go down during spots, and it's like oh, I don't. I'm not sure I want cop chasers. Yeah, that wasn't West. too bad like, in the original one, though. If you think no, it, it you did have it that, that did but... exist, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as like GTA, where it was like you know. It never had, and I don't think it will, because GTA has that radius system with the radar and where you have yeah, to hide. Yeah. And but I don't think it'll be like that at all. It'll just be like it was like notoriety, wasn't it? Or like wanted, like the law would. I, I think you could get out in the, you know, in the barren wasteland, the lawless areas, and 
you know, be fine. Yeah, I think it, it clearly showed the meter going down at one yeah. point, you know, just by by riding away. It's more like you can't just waltz into t- a big city if you're like a wanted man. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, there's, I there's, see there's, that. like there's not a lot about this trailer that I looked at and thought that's sucky. It looks great, it's right? Like, it looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew it would, but I mean, it, it, I mean, graphically, it looks even better than I thought it would. I think. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to turn around. Gnome wasn't was only sort of really wasn't really watching it with me. It was what I was watching it in the room, and I did have to sort of basically just turn to her and go, "I know you're going to hate this game. <laughs> Damn, you have to admit yeah. it looks good." Yeah, it looks and, awesome. and she's like, "Yeah, you're not wrong. It looks it looks very impressive." <laughs> Although I have to say, like the the first shot. I don't. I don't know why they zoomed the camera onto something that I didn't think looked that impressive in the first shot. Because like, he he comes out of a window and rolls onto the mud, and like it. The the idea is that it shows how awesomely like his clothes get all covered in mud as he rolls in the mm. mud, which is really cool. And then later when he's fighting the guy, you can see their footsteps like moving the mud around, and it looks super cool and deforming it. It looks awesome. Mm. But when he rolls in the mud, it doesn't deform the mud, and it's like. Why oh, that's, that a slight, first... that's a slightly weird takeaway, I suppose. Like, I guess, I don't know. but that was like the first shot that they showed, and it's like everything yeah. else looks great. It's like, why did they choose to have him slowly roll over the mud, and it doesn't look that? We did forget great. about it by the end of the trailer. I don't yeah, know. I guess so. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, that's just one thing. But I was like, hang on. But yeah, that. I mean. And also, this just to be like to be nitpicky. It's like sometimes the interface of water with land doesn't look quite, oh, sure. you know, perfect. Yeah. And but it's open world. Uh, you know, the, 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 the ripples looked a little bit uh, tessellated. You know, that yeah. kind of thing and things like things. Things you sort of expect. Like yeah, exactly you know, from, from something else that is uh, clearly a step up on what they've done before. And in, oh, in, yeah. in, in many ways, it's like the, I think the sort of the imperfections stand out a little bit. And it's like, yeah. but that's that's not really that's not really a bad thing against them. No. Really, you can, it's, it's hard to be critical of that. It's like they're there for sure, but it's but they're only a problem because everything else is so good. Exactly, and I think like the character animations look a lot better, which is going a long way. They're not quite Naughty Dog level, but they're a lot. Yeah, the facial animation way. looked pretty nice in places, but then it looked pretty good in GTA Five. I did true. have like. I did have like one issue with the trailer that has me a little bit concerned um, about characterization and about the animation side of things, which mm. was that there's a there's a scene where they're talking about the um, uh, leading your camp effectively. Oh yeah, it shows Arthur walking away saying, "Hey, we're just going to borrow some money," and he puts his arms in the air and walks away, pretty much exactly like how the main character like. I forget his name, but how the business suited man from GTA Five does it, like right, pretty exactly. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, and I'm like, have they either just ripped that animation <laughs> from GTA Five, or are they characterizing Arthur as that guy a mm. little bit? And it's like, well, I, hope not. Mm. I, I don't yeah. know if I want that. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that, and yeah, it, that, it was that strikes me as odd. Yeah, go go watch it again because like I think that's, Michael, right? Yeah, Michael. Yes, that's it. Because I think that's. There's something very familiar about that, and I'm like, okay. this, this this feels very Rockstar, but okay. not necessarily in the way that I like it. No, okay, I'll check that. Because I think I think that might just be a gesture that they like in that game anyway. Because I'm pretty sure, like, what is it the the heist guy, uh, the planner or whatever his name is from from GTA Five, 
like the guy yeah, in the I think he does yeah i think he does that every now and then and just all put when they're having yes, conversations and yes and when when they like they're sort of arguing with each other they just have a tendency of putting their hands up you know it's like it just seems like that's the gesture of, maybe of it's just one of their animators is just like yeah that. just likes just likes that, that. well it's or, the it's the i guess it's the easiest and most like wire wildly expressive animation you can make for like dismissal yeah like throw your hands up and walk away it's I mean, like I it's it, a very obvious yeah. animation i mean i yeah. think it sort of makes sense when you're talking about the sort of like gangster culture right that's kind of a thing and be like ah oh, damn and you know the sort of the san andreas sort of thing you know that kind of that might make a bit I mean, more sense in that context maybe that's but why i don't know if it, it felt right here Red Dead, though, yeah you think, like it, that gesture seems like a modern gesture yeah yeah <laughs> maybe. i think you might yeah. be right yeah because i don't know i imagine my westerners not to be they don't they don't move much. They're not. They're not <laughs> particularly gesticulative, are they? Like, there's, there's. I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounded cool. Um, they're not particularly expressive in that way, are they? They sort of be like the. It's, it's uh, the Western thing depends, is to be a yeah. bit stoic, right? Unless they're kind of like the. I don't know. Unless they're like the feeble, like oh, Chuck, you're my partner, and they're like, like all a bit wobbly all the time, but you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, look around. It really does. Fishing confirmed. <laughs> Fishing confirmed. Yep. Wading through water confirmed. I don't know about swimming. Mm. Like, like if John Marston was in that depth of water, he would be dead for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you have a scene where you have to try and get John across a swamp. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be shit. Uh, yeah. There was a bit where he was like doing hunting and there was like a trail of like, I don't know if yeah. it's like, what, a smell it's, trails or something. Well, or? I think they've, yeah, that looks quite lifted from Tomb Raider. In fairness, oh really? Like when you like, because you do, you can wound animals and then they'll go away, and then you can follow them, and then yeah, um, that's a cool idea though. Or maybe that's some monster hunter stuff getting in there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just a little bit more than like, hey, murder thing, get thing. What the horse movement as well? Like, there's definitely some sort of sideways like movementy stuff, or some way the skittish horse during the gunfight where it goes around in a circle and stuff that looked really. Cool. Yeah, because that was when they were talking about horse bonding, weren't they? Yeah, like, yeah. You can make like... you can only make it do that stuff if you've got a good horse bond. And... and there's different types of horses. Of course, they had were horses with different stats in the original, but it wasn't like there's different breeds because this clearly had like, um, you know, like work horses, like Shire horses and stuff, and mm. different kinds. Yeah. It was looking kind of cool. And, of course, the horse balls. I mean, the main topic of conversation seemed to be on Reddit under the video was, like, how soon after gaining control would players in the game sh- shoot off the balls of the horse? Or just scroll the camera down there and see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're swinging. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was about 30 seconds is what people were <laughs> estimating. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Looks awesome. Can't wait. I imagine that great. was the... Uh, I mean, I guess the, the obvious question to ask at this point is, like, we must have been seeing the Xbox One X version, right? Uh, who knows? I mean, no, all the button prompts had the PlayStation X and Square and... and, and oh, and okay. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't spot that. So maybe it is a PS4 Pro yeah. one for a lot of the footage. <laughs> yeah. Which would be but, great, because I will probably pick up a PS4 Pro to play this. That's the only thing I've got to go on, but all the button prompts that I saw on the, like, dismiss and, oh, no, what were they? Like, dear, you know, escalate and, and diffuse. They yeah. had PlayStation symbols on them. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if that actually tells you anything. No. Or maybe they just hadn't packed that in yet to be, so it shows the Xbox controls, I don't know. Yeah, could be, yeah. 
Yeah. We shall see. I wouldn't be surprised if they look and perform almost the same. Mm. Like uh, it would make sense for a targeting point yeah. point of view, but you know they're, they're they're probably as as we as we know they must be building this with PC in mind that they must be this time yeah so it's that's true yeah so and and because of having a target for consoles effectively that's you true. probably have some of the you know slider stuff already in their minds yeah for sure well they did great work with GTA 5 in terms of the optimization yeah yeah, the, yeah so yeah I think it's going to be so, I don't think they they didn't they didn't ever X or Pro up GTA 5 did they or... not yet or maybe they have because like those those that multiplayer is still going strong right yeah GTA Online is still massive yeah well, I wonder what Red Dead Online is going to be like oh god yeah I've forgotten about that it's probably going to be you know that that'll be massive right Maybe not as big, at least not initially, nah. but it will be. A big... it doesn't have cars and guns. It won't. It won't be. I mean, it's got it guns. Seem like that's that's a stupid thing to say. As much options. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. Because you know, in GTA Online, they had to they put in all kinds of random bullshit that was just like, yeah, yeah they have now. Clearly, yeah, just true. comedy shit. But they already exist. did like ridiculous, like Undead Nightmare for Red Dead. So like, it's not like they can't do dumb shit in in, mm, in the so Wild West. Could have a Call of Duty style zombie mode in Red Dead. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was quite good actually. The Undead Nightmare. In some ways, like Red Dead might just play a bit more like a traditional MMO. Like for some reason I'm getting like they could probably do some Guild Warsy type story stuff in Red Dead Online. I don't know. Probably. But maybe not the problem they might have the slight problem if there are hundreds of people turning up at a location to fight a boss. That's probably not a thing. Well they like instanced it like and had the camp system. Maybe the camp system is actually part of I mean it's obviously a big part of the single player, but maybe they can make that work with the multiplayer, right? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, speculation. Oh, yeah, so that's that's probably a trailer for it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's entirely possible they follow the same pattern as heists, though, right? Because yeah. like, technically heists could be a thing in this game as well. I mean, heists are just like missions, really, though, aren't they? Like, sort of. Yeah, but, but they like could missions. do some. They, you know, they could bring in some. But you know, heists in GTA have always been. It's not just the actual execution, is it? It's like oh, right. You mean you mean like the, in single player where it had the like. Yeah, I like the heist system in GTA Five, but I don't know if they'll do that for this. But I suppose they could, and it that yeah. would work. Yeah, it's nothing stopping them really, is there? Like yeah. you know, banks a bank. It just you, the tools will be different. Yeah, it's true. And that it does play to like a Western genre where they do do that in Western films where they're like building up to the big heist or whatever. That is quite mm. a common trope. Or the train robbery or whatever. Exactly. There'll be a, there'll, there'll be a train robbery. I mean, it starts sure. with a train robbery, I think. Yeah. We've seen it in multiple trailers now. I did too. Get hype. Yeah. End get of October. Hyped. Yeah. Time to book your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the Smash Direct. Get hype. Get. That's actually love hype. I mean, hype. I know this contradicts what I kind of want from the build up for a game, and they are kind of revealing everything, and they've kind of said they're going to reveal everything about the game before it comes out. Yeah. Which I'm not 100% sure I like because I want like some stuff to be a surprise, maybe. Just a little bit, but 
this game is an idea opportunity to have surprises, really. Yeah, I don't know. The, the build-up is the surprise, isn't it? Not actually the yeah. release. Which I, which I think is a shame, because I did always sort of like the, like, oh, what do we have to do to unlock these characters' process I mean, they're in the old Smash. I mean, they're not necessarily Smashes. still going to say that. I mean... I mean, everything's just going to be unlocked this time, isn't well, it? Well, not it's... the characters, though. They specifically said you start with the N64 roster and you unlock characters through some mysterious process that they haven't explained yet. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. But the problem is, is like none of the none of the characters you get are going to be surprising. Like, there's not going to no. be like any hiddens. Like, oh, I didn't know they were here. Uh, Technically, like, yeah. the only reason in the older games that the hidden characters were hidden was because we didn't. The internet wasn't such a big thing back then. <laughs> I expect yes, if but... we had been talking about like melee in this age, yeah. everyone would have already known all the characters before they came out, even if they hadn't officially been adapted. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just not not possible anymore because the moment someone would play the game, it would be like, "Hey, these guys are in it too." Yeah. Or like some early build gets out and then disassembled and you find file names and yeah. <laughs> the classic. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a shame. That, like the internet does spoil a lot. It doesn't really matter to... that much for this game. It's not like it's a story that can no, be spoiled. I'm just excited for the... like because the, the way we play it is we tend not to be like we're not priority we don't go through the whole we're going to pick a stage we're going to pick characters we're going to have a proper fight no we just well, we, we just don't want, play one on one for a start <laughs> well that too we just we just want the game to throw us in a random fun scenario we don't want to pick anything we just want to go so Smashdown um, is going to be for us clearly oh yeah <laughs> Smashdown could be cool um, uh, so, so Smashdown is the mode where it's like uh, there's a limited pool of plat characters, and then every time someone picks one, it's not a limited pool. It's all of them, but then every time you pick one, it, that one goes away. Because but the problem I have with that is like if there was like as many characters as there are, right? Like like and, like starting with all of them and slowly whittling your way down might actually be a little bit problematic. But uh, you know, because it will take ages. Not really. If you consider how long a typical session we play Smash Brothers for, I mean, you'd That's easily several get- hours. Yeah, I mean, you'd easily get through all of those characters in one session. I guess. There's going to be so many, though. It means that we won't have to suffer being this, like, oh shit, I'm Bowser again. <laughs> and there's over a hundred stages, man. Well, yes. Yeah, if so. you include, well, if you include the Omega and, like, well, okay, so there's like... Well, there's a 300 if you include Omega and Bowser, but you yeah. don't, because that's not, no. that's not a thing. That doesn't count. I'd only count that if they hadn't made all the battlefields exactly the same. Right, yeah. If they yeah, made yeah. them slightly differently spaced or anything, then mm. you could have that. But no, yeah. if they're all exactly the same. That's only one more level. It's like, I'm sure that there were a couple that they didn't explicitly mention in that video as well that I'm pretty sure are brand new that they didn't call out Weird. as well. Um, I don't. I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head, but like, but I'm pretty sure there were a couple of stages in there. It's like I don't think I've seen that before. And, but they didn't, like, say, this is a brand new stage in one of their sort of, like, They're probably segments. the ones that were from the 3DS that you don't know. There were a few from the 3DS. There's Magican, there's F-Zero, yeah. original oh, F-Zero. Ma- yeah, Magican. I didn't realise that was on the 3DS. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Oh, an old, old F-Zero. Yeah, old yeah. F-Zero. And the Game Boy okay. Kirby stage. Oh, yeah, I knew about that one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe there were some I just didn't realise. Um, still... Awesome that they're there. It looks like they're like, I'm. I'm very. I. I was a bit worried. Like after they like said like, hey, every character is going to be there. They weren't going to apply the same mentality to the stages. But the fact that it now kind of seems well, it's not pretty, every stage. Not not at this point, no. But 
they, they haven't announced everything on that front. Well, but... they they didn't specific they they cut the There's fact that they applied a number on the stages implies that it's all of them, except it's clearly not right. No, they can, maybe they because can't be, the way it's laid done. out on the screen, there's like a big there's gap a at the bottom. Yeah. It's like they wouldn't do that. It can't be done. It can't. Be You're going to have a grid. You fill in the grid. There's got to be more, and they've been changing that. What we've been seeing of the menus as they've been revealing. Well, them. the thing, the thing that leans into the idea that there's at least probably five more levels to fill in that gap at the bottom is every time they've shown the character screen, there's the demo version which clearly doesn't have all of them to start with. Yeah. But every other time they've shown it in these videos, it's just a mock-up. It's yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. a mock-up of a character selection screen. Absolutely. And yeah. they've just rearranged it as more characters have been revealed. As they go. So the fact that they're showing the real space select screen and there's clearly a blank space at the end of it does imply, you know, five or six more levels to fill in that gap. <laughs> Uh, good nod to bring Castlevania in. Well, um, kind of obvious. Yeah, and also, I mean, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was in the votes before, right? But <laughs> and also, like, weirdly, reconfirming the original leak, but deconfirming the second leak. What was the second one? The second one was the more recent one where they suggested that Simon Belmont wasn't going to get in because oh, Konami right. was being a pain in the ass. <laughs> and several <laughs> right. other. That leak was actually much more extensive and had a bunch of other shit, mm. but that leak is looking less likely now because... Because Simon's in there. But then that means the original leak is, is still on the table, which means we could still see Sora. <laughs> I think that's plausible. <laughs> I, I, I think Sora is a very, very plausible shout. Not that... The only, the only thing against that, and in fairness, like this has already been sort of somewhat poo-pooed by the fact that Cloud's in the game, my reasoning here, is that obviously Square have a fairly decent history of Nintendo, but they don't have a decent Kingdom Hearts history of Nintendo. Yeah, and Kingdom Hearts has always... I mean, the same could be said about Final Fantasy, but Kingdom Hearts has always been more of a PlayStation thing. <laughs> mm. Absolutely, yeah. Sony has always pushed it harder than anyone else. Well, and most of the games only came yeah, out on PlayStation, exactly. so it's... Yeah. Mm. that. But I think it would be a fairly decent fit for the game. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited for like I didn't think I would be, <laughs> but just because I, you know, my initial thoughts were just like, "Hey, it's all the smashes we've played before, just in one package, like whoop de do." But I don't know. The more the more they talk about it, the more I'm just like, "No, nope, I'm I'm in." Yeah. I'm, like take my money. And they haven't even revealed whatever the last secret mode is. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> oh, I so hope that is Subspace Emissary Two. Come on, man. They've already said they've got like classic mode single player, which well, that is, is interesting. Yeah, yes. which is which is good. Yeah, but like, just like, come on, subspace emissary. Well, the thing that like the thing that's the all, the most awkward bit of this reveal, which suggests several things that may or may not be true, and is like it could go one way or the other. So they when they're talking about the assist trophies, they like here's the monster hunter big dragon dude who's oh, an assist trophy, yeah, yeah, slash a boss. And they show him as a boss on what is presumably a Monster Hunter stage because it's just a mountainous area that's not in any clear Nintendo thing. Oh, right, yeah. But it's not a stage. Mm. It doesn't show up in the stage list when they show that. So maybe that's part of some other... So that could be like a boss stage in the single player, maybe? Yeah, maybe. But then the, the other question is if it's... Even if, if it is a real stage and it's just not been added to the stage list yet, or it's in the single player and it's just a boss stage, 
that seems to be a weird inclusion if you don't also put an actual Monster Hunter character in, right? Because mm. that's just like a weird, like completely out of the blue reference that's not even really a Nintendo thing. And Capcom, isn't it? So Cap- Capcom are there because of yeah, because Mega Man of and characters. Uh, Ryu. But it does seem kind of weirdly like misplaced, even in the context of like a weird crossover universe single player, mm. to just suddenly go to do a Monster Hunter single boss and that's it. <laughs> can they put other Ryu from Shenmue in? Just so you can have Ryu versus Ryu. <laughs> Shenmue. That would be a terrible fighter. Oh, that'd be so... But he's, he's, a, he's a fighter. I mean, like, he's, he's got proper, proper like, Kung Fu. Really terrible is. Kung Fu, yes. <laughs> I mean, his final smash might be, you know, some kind of forklift, which would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so good. <laughs> He'd be the Phoenix Wright of, of this game in like Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Did we know about that feature where like you can have like a weak final smash bar? No. A bit like a limit break. Is that new? Newly revealed. No. And the stage stage morphing. Yeah, that. stage All morphing. The menu I stuff. Stage morphing I don't necessarily care about. Like if unless we can make it so it's like when we push start like on the rand like for a random stage select, if it will pick either one stage or or a random stage morph between two and have it so we don't know when it's coming. Then I don't care. I think I'd rather have it off. Well, the but, question is whether whether you if you set it to random, could it not happen? Yeah, I mean, I'd be quite happy with that as well. Like if you if if like we you know how we play it where we're just like random characters, random stage. Yeah. If the pick of random stage could also randomize whether stage morph was going to happen. Yeah. And when it happens, I'd be all for that. I think that's genius. Um. Not that stage morphing is necessarily, or stage changes, or stages that already had their own morph is necessarily like the best thing about Smash Brothers. <laughs> no, but just adding it, I'm all about adding more random to this man. And this is like this is the most, it's just the most in every way. And I'm like, I'm super excited. I don't think I've been this excited about a game for a long time. <laughs> and I'm on the Red Dead hype train. <laughs> Oh, it's Smash Brothers. Yeah. I, I'm actually saying that. I might not have been this hyped since Splatoon 2. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Splatoon, well, I guess Splatoon is kind of the same thing. Where it's just like, it's just an upgrade of the previous thing. <laughs> so in Special Forces, it's a bit more of an upgrade. Sorry. Maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe Sonic Mania. I was pretty hyped for that. Yeah, and then yeah, I guess. Although that's always with Sonic, it's hype with a lot of with a lot of oh yeah, with yeah. a lot of risk. Man, Smash Bros. What have we missed? Knuckles is in it. Yeah, <laughs> as an assist trophy. Yeah, as like we already knew that from the website on Sonic's specific Sonic trailer mm. has that 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 assist trophy was already known and Crystal was already known. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. It wasn't, they, they picked out Zero. Wasn't Zero already an assist? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was weird that they sort of, like, hey, or, Zero is it? Or, or it was another Mega Man, very similar character. Or maybe they're speci- they always are that kind of. Or maybe they're specifically saying, like, hey, Zero is a, an assist in the style of an assist that can be killed. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But a lot of those are just going to be like that now, I guess. Mm. All those movement, movement characters. And it's it, it, it's interesting that some of the assists are like bringing back the old smashes, like like you've got the chef, like using was it King was it no Kirby used yeah, to be the chef, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's like oh that that's that's coming back, but as an assist, and it's like that's cool. 
I mean, presumably it was originally the other way around, I guess. Well, no, I guess the original reference of that would have been one of Kirby's abilities, I think. In one of the old I, I don't know where it comes from. Um, if I remember rightly. But then I think that, that, you know, that character is now in Star Allies or whatever. Or that boss, I presume, mm. in Star Allies. And then we had the one more thing reveal of King K. Rule being there as well. Yep. General Rule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's that reference. Got around to it. Callback! Um, yeah, that's good. That's a logical addition. Yeah. Makes sense. Damn, man, this game. Mm-hmm. This game's going to be so cool. I'm tempted to... There is a limited edition they've announced for the EU. Yep. Uh, I'm tempted to get that, just because... Well, it comes with the adapter. It actually, actually it's, it's, That's the convenient part. Yeah, actually, it's not too bad a deal. I mean, the crazy part is that if you're looking at it from a pure price perspective, it's £90. <laughs> but from... Like it actually throws in a, a like a brand new GameCube controller and the adapter, and it's like and and, a and steel you know the game and, is going to be sixty quid. Uh, I think they've said it's already going to be fifty. Mm, okay. Um, ta- Amazon are taking pre-orders at fifty. Well, that doesn't um, mean they've said it's going to be fifty. <laughs> well, Amazon has guessed it's going to be fifty. Well, Amazon have that kind of guarantee. Like, well, like, yeah, Amazon like, do. In, in that, like, if they ever like because it's fifty now, the lowest it can be is fifty. Yeah. Um. So, I'd imagine everywhere else would have to. Match that. Also, fifty is kind of the max for a console game at the moment. I don't know if that's true. Unless you're buying limited editions. Well, I mean, that's a different thing. R sixty dollar, I guess. Yeah, Red Dead is fifty. I think. Yeah. Unless you get the special edition. The one thing I'm a little bit disappointed the limited limited edition doesn't come with because it comes in a nice. Okay, don't, the box looks fairly big. Yeah. Right, but a nice big black box. But it's it was with, with with, yeah, and, and the adapter, and presumably the boxes for those. I don't know because that's how Nintendo tend to do these things. They boxes just put in boxes. boxes in boxes. Yeah. Um, but I was I was kind of hoping they'd have like some kind of like either poster or like what I'd really want is like a like a like a fabric or a canvas of that of that Smash Brothers like long picture of just everyone on it. It's on that box. Rad. Put that box on your shelf and just use that as your. Artwork, true. Yes. Yeah. So, is this GameCube controller like as what's it got to distinguish it from an original GameCube controller? It's got the Smash Brothers logo on it. Yep. Is it actually otherwise it's actually the same? A, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think Nintendo have gone out to a third party to build new ones, right. like right. so they're not Nintendo Ninti- aren't making them themselves. But that's yeah. true of what they did with the Wii U controllers. You do wish out, that they just fucking made the USB one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. It would have been way easier than this whole adapter situation. I think they're all. Then, then again, you wouldn't have been able to plug four of them in at that point. And your original cube <laughs> controllers, which, in fairness, I'm, I now have a deadline by which I should repair some of my old controllers. So, <laughs> oh, it's just going to be the best. Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah boy. Smash Brothers for days. I remember how obsessed I was when, like, when the Wii U version came out. In fairness, I was playing nothing but Smash for a lot for a fairly long time. Uh, it's uh, even all the single player stuff well, and not, all the stupid not as games. Long as no, not as long as previous editions. As... I, I think I sunk the most time into maybe melee. Yeah, probably melee. Because I like I put melee. a lot of time that in was... brawl. In fairness, the single player stuff in brawl. Yeah, because... I played that quite a lot as well. Oh, actually, yeah. I guess. 
the melee probably the most because that was the one where we we both had it individually. Yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. both that's had our own every file. trophy imaginable in those games. I think. In melee, See, I'm not even sure that's true. I no, don't think I. I don't think I got 100 trophies. No, the, the, yeah, random. Some and some of the requirements were ridiculous. well. At the grid was the problem. The unlock grid. Yeah, unlock grid. I mean, like brawl and. Oh yeah, they have that brawl. Yeah, and the Wii U one was tough as well, which I, I don't. I know. Yeah, I didn't get nearly as far through that as I. And liked. then there was the you know the whole even going back to the older ones, you had like the stuff like hundred man melee and stuff where it was like fucking impossible. Wow, yeah, the the old melee hundred man <laughs> melee challenge was that you needed for a specific for was, one what? specific thing. Yeah. yeah, boy, that was tough. Which it's I think that stuff is quite significantly easier now, isn't it? To like play actually get do a hundred man melee and then like but not necessarily within time limits and things like that. Like it feels easier. Mm. Or maybe we've just got better. Well maybe. But also that kind of thing is on the grid now, right? So if you, yeah, yeah, you can you just skip it if you don't want to go through that effort. Use a hammer. Mm. Well never do. Just keep them forever because that's how you do those things. Yeah, but I've I've never used one. No. But you've also never finished the grid, so... But you can't tell what else is no, in the grid. You can, never see, no, uh, yeah. you can never see far enough ahead. <laughs> just show us the whole list of challenges. Yeah, that'll be nice. And then we'll just knock off all the ones that we don't want to do right at the start. Or, that'd be kind or, of dumb. Or right at the end. Like, <laughs> like, I, could, I can't achieve that one. I guess you'd have to experiment, yes, yeah. to find out which ones you actually think you're never going to be able to do. Some of the minigame ones or home run challenges. I suck at those. Home run's not that bad once you work out what the combo is. Oh, it's just can. always like like because the, the the sack you can just jiggle around a bit and be like just in an awkward position at the end of the time and it's like oh you have to work out a very specific context. yeah oh Smashy Smash for Switch definitely the, the the game the Switch needed this year yeah yes well it needed something and that's what they've got double down on yep good choice nothing but Smash. Cool. Uh, they, need that... to, they, need, they might need to tell us about what's happening next year sometime soon, though. Mm, well. I know Ninty tend not to, but. Well, it'll be a January Direct, probably, like yeah. Smash Brothers. <laughs> like And then they'll say, well, uh, Hey, here's the DLC out. for yeah. Smash Brothers. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to charge you another 90 quid for like DLC packs we've got planned. <laughs> Oh, and also make sure you have Nintendo online. Ah. Ah. Keep forgetting that's coming. It's coming soon, right? September. Yeah. Late September. Too soon. (laughs) And that is the news. That is the news! It's time for... What have you been playing? We're already running long. (laughs) I mean, before we start talking about games, we've got like 45 minutes. Yeah. Until we hit our normal... Um... But how much games do we have to be able to talk about this time? Well, let's find out. What you've been playing, Rob? Ooh! Yeah, I will go first this time. I normally throw the baton, but Zach's been involved in Smash, so I don't feel so bad. Well, and also, <laughs> I don't really have that much news to say, so... All right. Uh, God, what have I been playing? You can play Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, let's go straight to that. Let's go straight to the big hitter. Uh, I started playing Final Fantasy XV, Windows Edition. That's actually its title. It's called Windows Edition. <laughs> Windows edition. That game is weird. It feels um, very un Final Fantasy. Okay. I mean, 
Final Fantasy is quite weird for a start, so generally. Yeah, I know, but you sort of know what you're getting into with a lot of Final Fantasies. Even 13, there's a certain... There's a certain... Final I don't know. Actually, yeah. yeah, there's a thing about it. Um, whereas this, I'm not really getting any of that vibe. It, it's it's just... Well, it's a bit more muted, isn't it? In terms of the... It doesn't have such insane costumes and stuff, does it, as usual? Or, well, yeah, I mean, everyone everyone likes leather. That seems to be its thing. Everyone, right. uh, like everyone from the the Crown City, likes leather jackets because <laughs> apparently that's their uniform. But it doesn't really look like much of a uniform because everyone's wearing different leather jackets. I don't know; they're quite lax about their uniforms in the Crown City. I don't know. Well, it's the fact that there's so little story thus far actually is the most unfinal fantasy thing about it. I sort of expect to set, settle in for like a half hour cutscene or something, or some big exposition dump about the world and why things are what they are and what's going on this has none of that it has a very quick video sequence basically saying saying good luck on your travels don't piss off the king <laughs> like don't don't like bring our country into disrespect or anything any of that, disrepute have fun uh and then you're on in a car on the road or very briefly because then you're immediately pushing that car to like the garage as is the classic because everyone knows how that game starts. But it's like, that's it, really. You don't, you're not really told a great deal. It's like you're going to a faraway land to marry someone you knew as a kid, so your countries are brought together. And thus far, that is basically the entirety of the overarching plot that I know. The overarching plot. It's just like, that's it. And it's like, that is very not Final Fantasy. Normally there's like a big like hour or two sequence at the mm. start that's like... Um, well, not necessarily other... cutscene, but like a playable sequence to like introduce you to the world. And well, the other question um, is like the, the other thing that Final Fantasy does that it could be, if you depending on how much you've, you've played at this point or how much you know about it, is like it could still be the fake out. I'm true. Where it's just like the cold garden sequence in Final Fantasy VIII, where you go on that first mission, and like that doesn't really have anything to do with the actual plot. Sure. <laughs> then the garden takes off and starts flying around the world, and all this weird bullshit happens. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure what I'm playing, right? Well, you know, actually, I'm not. The more I think about it, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that what I'm playing right now is kind of the loop of this game. Mm. But I'm just very unsure about the whole thing at this point. Like, so, like, I'm about six, nearly seven hours in. And so far, it feels like I've just been sort of like, you don't have full control of your car, so you can't, like, drive off road. You can only, like, (laughs) stick to the roads and be like, you just sort of drive vaguely near a place. Um, Maybe do some combat or pick up some treasure there. I'll come back to the combat. Um, but yeah, maybe do a thing there. Uh, maybe. I don't even know really how I've spent that time. That's the weird <laughs> thing. It's like, how have I spent six hours doing stuff? And it's like, I don't really know what I've achieved particularly. I think I've spent one of those hours fishing. Just sat on a quayside trying, trying to fish, which is. As it turns out, relative, relatively difficult to get fish's attention uh-huh. unless you have I the think. right equipment, which I'm not sure I do. Um, but yeah, you sort of go to a place, you maybe kill some things, you maybe learn a little bit about the combat system because it's trying to tutorialize a little bit as you go, but it's a little bit clunky. Um, uh, and then come maybe go talk to a person who says, go hunt these things, then you go and hunt those things and then come back and then get some some tips and... I think I think the game is basically just sort of embracing the road trip thing at the moment and not really sort of being particularly 
explanatory about stuff to the point where I'm not sure if I really should be investing all this time going around and just killing things. <laughs> like you don't know if this is like completely pointless. Yeah. Like you don't know if there's going to be a fake out where it's just like all the stuff that you, all the stuff that you did before that was basically irrelevant because now everything's changed. Well, I think, I think the area will be accessible again (laughs) at the very least because there's a bit, basically I'm at a bit where I'm, if I'm following the main plot, I'm at a bit, bit where like I need to catch a boat somewhere else. Right. But the boats aren't there. And so I kind of have to do a thing for a guy to, which was basically a fetch quest. Um, and and he'll sort out a boat somehow. Um, and uh, but like in the menus and stuff, it says this quest. This is a recommended level for this quest, and it's like level four or something. And I'm already like level seven because I've been doing side stuff on right. the way. But then at the moment where I got to the point where it's like where I could get on a boat, it goes, "Hey, you sure you want to leave this area? You might not be able to come back for some time." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, I better go do all the other stuff then." But of course, now I'm not sure if that's what I should be doing because I seem over-leveled for the recommended level indicator on the quest. Yeah. It's like, does, and it's like, should I be spending this time? If, if you can come back here at some point, yeah. are you going to be super high-leveled? Yeah, am, am I going to be over-leveled for the stuff? Or yeah. is it going to scale at some point? It's just... It's just that I don't think there's a particularly good sense of flow yet. Like, I'm not sure what I'm doing is the right thing to be doing. Whereas, you know, you d- dig into an FF, like a normal FF game, and like, yeah, grinding's fine, I can do that, I don't mind doing a bit of that. Being overleveled isn't too much of a problem. It's like, it's just, it's just part of how that game plays. You might want to dig into that stuff because there's things you want the grind for. But at this point in time, I'm not sure what I would want the grind for. Because you don't get money out of fights anymore, so if you want money, you can't just go and grind fights. You'd have to potentially grind hunting missions but they're worth so very little after the first time you do them that I'm not sure that's worth it um, they've moved on to an actual item based economy now you actually have to get things and sell them rather than just money coming out of boxes yeah you don't, you don't get money out of I've never got money out of a box I've always, the only time I've ever got money I think was out of other than Cindy gives you a thousand gil at the start for some reason <laughs> um, uh, there's a yeah, whenever you do the hunting missions, it's like you get some money back out of it. Or if some of the side quests you'll get some money for, for helping people out and stuff like that. But it's not like you can just find money anymore. That doesn't seem to exist. Um, but it's even like little little things. It's like, I, I think this system is actually kind of awesome. There's a, you don't gain any of your experience until you camp out or go to sleep. Right. So yeah, kind of like everything's your experience is all being tallied up in the background, but you don't cash it in until you go camp. But the whole camping process is actually kind of neat. It's like this is where they really succeed, I think, on their road trip aesthetic because it's like you get a little sequence of them setting up camp and things like that. There might be a conversational conversational two started with some of the characters, and so there's a sort of bonding thing going on, and it's um, and then. And possibly my favourite animation in the entire game so far, you have Ignis standing there going, what shall I cook this evening? <laughs> and he's sort of like got his, got his like hand up to his chin and he's like having a think. And then you pick from the list like what bit of what bit of food you want based on the buff it will give you tomorrow and uh, how much you know food you actually have to make that stuff. Um, uh, and then you click it and he just sort of clicks his finger casually. But then he walks away in such a, the most casual manner. Like, like the, the finger he's used to click, he then just swings his arm by his side and saunters off while the game slowly fades out. And it's like, there's just something super awesome about that. That's like, <laughs> this is actually how, like, there's a little bit of, this is actually how this guy might be. And I believe it. 
like about it that's just just that little thing it's like it's it's excellent and then you get the most beautifully rendered piece of food presented to you that i've ever seen in a video game really it's just like <laughs> you somehow cook while camping yeah there's a, there's a little bit of like how did you make that on that but magic um the, oh man the food graphics incredible it's like that egg is so perfectly shiny in the way that a fried egg should be it's like it's amazing it's a good egg yeah it's a good it's a damn good egg there's a bit of pizza that i haven't that i've got that i'm not quite sure if like it doesn't seem to require any ingredients so i don't know if this is random one-off that i have so i haven't like cooked it yet but i'm sort of (laughs) i'm really excited about the moment where i get to see oh look at this beautifully rendered pizza just it's so dumb, but it's like it's amazing. Uh, and I, ju- I just love that whole thing, like because then it like like tallies up the points. You get a little. There's a little uh, scene in the background of them just hanging out, eating whatever specific food you just cooked, which has a different animation based on the style of the food you've just cooked, and it, and, and the location that you're in. Uh, it's like, uh, and then and then and then probably the best thing about the whole game is that um, Prompto is a photographer. So he's like, during your travels, he's taking photos of places you've been and in the middle of certain fights and stuff, he's taking a little a little shot and stuff like that. And it presents you with a selection of them at the end of the day that you can then go through and pick out the ones you like. And uh, and and if Prompto thinks he... I mean, I don't think you have much control of this, but if Prompto thinks that he's done a fairly good job, then he his photography skill levels up. And then it's like, I don't really know what that's for, but... <laughs> I don't know, it's just cool sometimes. You go to a shot and you see something backflipping over an enemy and it's like, okay, that's rad. That actually happened. And it's like, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's bizarrely cool. Even if it has nothing to do mechanically with the gameplay, which, as I say, in terms of flow, I find a little strange. But the combat itself is weird. It's just like, it's a real time system now. And you have the option to turn on something called wait mode, which I've turned on just while I'm getting a feel for it. Except even that's weird because wait mode seems to have mechanics dedicated to it that just wouldn't be there, I think, if you didn't turn that on. But anyway, you know, much of a muchness. But the basic idea is is that you like if when combat initiates, you're some distance away from the enemy, so you have to close the gap a little bit. And then when you're a certain distance away, you can activate a warp strike, which will just like Noctis will throw his weapon at the enemy you're looking at. It will land, and then when it lands there, you warp to it and do some damage to it, and the damage is multiplied by the distance you traveled, something like that. And when you're there, you then basically can hold, you just hold B basically to do an attack with whatever weapon you've got equipped, and it's sort of like an auto attack, I guess. It just keeps going while you're holding B. So the juggling act is no longer about picking what attack you're doing. It's like just like should I be attacking right now? Like, where do I need to be moving to be more to do the most damage? do I actually need to swap to holding X right now to actually defend? Um, uh, but defending is odd because defending is phasing. Effectively. When something throws an attack at you, you don't re- actually really dodge it. You phase through it, which consumes magic points. So you have a limited amount of defense. Um, so you're like having to watch your like magic points a little bit to be like, okay, like I need to actually not be... I, I need to get out of this situation because I can't just keep defending because I'm going to run out of defense soon. Uh, and there are ways of getting that back, which basically means warp to a specific point, weirdly. Like, you can, there's a rock over there, I can go stand on it, and that'll give me my magic points back for some reason. <laughs> or I can hang off this cliff in the sky. 
and that will give me my magic points back and I can heal a little bit while I'm hanging here and then like choose to warp back down to the floor to, to strike a guy and it's like it's just really odd it's really like super fast and super chaotic and you've got your three other your three friends doing stuff as well um and you can sort of try the i guess there's a sort of strategy where if you warp in at the right side of an enemy where one of your friends is helping out and do it at the right time you do a link up attack with them that does more damage and occasionally gets you a high five in the middle of a fight which is you know awesome um, you guys just casually looking at each other going, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a really strange thing. And I don't... I'm not 100% sure at this point in time if I'm getting on with it or not. Because it's just... It's frankly... It's not. It's, it's like nothing else I've played, really. Hmm. So I don't, That's I, not I, necessarily a bad thing. It's no, just... it, re- it really isn't. It's just I don't know if I like this yet. I mean, I did a mission for a cat. I, got, I gave gave a cat some fish, like some 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 pristine cooked fish. Didn't did get me anything, it? but I made but I made the cat yeah. happy. Okay. But it got me some experience. <laughs> it gave me some experience points, and I can now walk past that cat and press X, and it will meow at me. So, you know. previously it would hiss at you. Yeah, high five the cat. Yeah, it wouldn't say anything before. It can't high five the cat. <laughs> I would t- I would totally do that if I could. Uh, uh, and it's not without. I mean, immediately, I don't think it's without problems. Um, in the, uh, the there are some times where I don't think the the graphics are very very nice, but they do suffer. I think from like like so. I've got most of the Nvidia extra tech turned on. Like it has some hair tech, and it has some foliage tech that's like. Like very specifically, like this is Nvidia stuff, and uh, I've got all that turned on. And I think actually, I I don't know what it's doing because the foliage looks pretty good, and it doesn't seem to suffer from too much pop in. But the game does seem to suffer in both the hair and the foliage with quite a bit. Of, it's like the anti-aliasing for some reason doesn't apply to foliage and hair. Right. So a lot of jacking from um, the hair. Yeah. So I'm 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 wondering if like maybe turning that off gets rid of that, but maybe then the hair wouldn't be quite so detailed because it, it does look pretty great um generally uh and you know some of the facial animations aren't all that like in, during cutscenes and like specific scenes they, they're, they're pretty okay um you know it's not class leading stuff here um but it's uh but you know when you're just casually talking to random npcs or stuff like that it can be pretty chunky um uh, i guess like i guess like any rpg really there's, there's got to be places where it falls apart um and there's a little bit of that there. So some of the animations don't like the open worldy animations. Like they've sort of hyper stylized how Noctis run. He does run a little bit like a reluctant teenager, <laughs> kind of like oh god, oh, oh I've got to go, go do this thing. Oh, like he's, he's, he animates a little bit like that. And of course, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's there's animations for like climbing over rocks properly or bumping against the terrain. Right, he'll sort of like just jiggle about or. Yeah, you know how that thing where the game's basically positioning to make you sort of fit in the environment a little bit, like right. that will happen. And the camera does that as well. The camera's a little bit juddery if like it butts up against some terrain and things like that. So it's like it's 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 not without some flaws, I guess, because the game they they've not done open world all that much, I suppose, in Final Fantasy. But no, I suppose they've not. been doing it since thirteen to some degree. Yeah, but they did a whole lot of MMO, which yeah. <laughs> I guess you could argue is kind of a wrong time. Yeah, I guess. 
but yeah, there's, there's there's definitely some some sort of uh, some polish that I guess that that should be there that isn't um, that I would expect from like a top tier Square Enix game. I guess that just just isn't quite quite there. Um, uh, and I wish there was more. Like it's, it's got like a banter system that at, that at first seems well suited again to the mechanics. So when you're out in the wilderness, for instance, it's like your characters will sort of say something like, "Oh, geez, it's hot." And then one of them will make a joke about it, and it's. But the problem is, is that I've already heard that same sequence of events like five times, or right, something yeah. like that. And it's like there's there's not enough of that stuff to make it convincing. Like the number of times I'll wander to an area I've been a billion times, and have and Gladio will just go, "It's nice here," and one of them will just go, "Yeah," <laughs> or as the sun's going down, Ignis will go, "Sultry." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even sure that makes a great deal of sense, but like as, as it's sort of like hitting hitting dusk, like he'll he'll just go sultry, <laughs> and one of them, and then one of the other characters will just go yeah, <laughs> and it's like okay, you don't don't need to play that stuff quite so often, and the, and there's not enough of it. But... That's the classic problem with those things. Yeah, like, it's just never not enough bugs. The bad. It's just there's never enough bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. It's got some of the Final Fantasiness that I haven't encountered them, but I know there's flans mm. in this universe. Then you eat them. Delicious probably, actually. Yeah, I know there's some like them flan-shaped lures for fishing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I haven't come across chocobos yet. Although I have come across dubstep chocobo music. Okay, because it's one of the things. It's like the first track on the radio you can put on. It's like it's by bloody Afrojack, you know, like a proper. Well, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what they, you know, the car in this game is like the Chocobo. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Except, so need, except like, the car won't go off road. Well, you need no. the Chocobos for that. But, but they're, they're like, we're going to have, we, if we're going to have you ride this car, we're going to have to have it play some kind of take on the Chocobo music. Dubstep Chocobo, man. <laughs> <laughs> it has got like the albums of um, previous FF games that you can buy and put on in the cast area if you want as well. So one of the first ones I found was like Memories of FF8, and it's like, oh sweet, there you go, I'm sorted. <laughs> and like the the I've got, I think I've got Memories of FF1 as well as one of them I've bought, and it's like a, but it's not like just the NES soundtrack. It's like they've um made it, uh, you know, it's like a reorchestrated or rearranged version at least. So there's there's some effort there, but maybe they've lifted that from other times they've done that. Who knows? But yeah. Maybe it's the theatre room soundtrack. <laughs> really, that much reorchestration of the older games in that? No, because it was kind of fatal, wasn't it? So yeah, it's a weird thing. I'm definitely going to stick with it just because mm. it's so bizarre, and I'm kind of into its camping mechanic. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said like I wasn't entirely convinced at this point. Um, gotcha. Or was entirely convinced? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It might, as I say, it might it might expand out, but I, I don't. As I say, I just don't know if I should just be mainlining the story at this point to come back to it because I'm still in chapter one of something that has uh, I know has at least thirteen chapters, and I'm like six hours in. And it's like, oh god, this could be a really long game. <laughs> yeah, it will be. I'm sure. So then again, it could fall, fall into the classic chapter trap where there's just like oh, there random a... half hour chapters. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh yeah. And 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 also the Windows version has all the DLC that they've released thus far mm. as well. So there's the, um, I think there's at least three. Oh, I think there's there's a there's a DLC story pack for each of the friends. Right. 
Um, so uh, there's loads to do. Content is like inserted in the middle. No, it's story. definitely suggested that you because I I went into the menu and looked at it and it's like, do you want to do episode Ignis? And as I was like, oh, let's have a look. Let's see. What, let's click that. See what see what it does. And it goes. Uh, you should probably finish the game first. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you should probably finish the game. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, fine. So I don't, I don't think it's that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like inserted in. I think it's like something you can choose to do afterwards. Um, and it's just some other weird stuff that I think I might, might be like, um, hangovers from the fact that they did the Comrades multiplayer update for it. Um, at one point which lets you sort of co-op it in places. But I'm not sure if that's a whole different mode or if that's like you can co-op it in in your single-player campaign. But there's just a thing I walked up to and it's like, oh, the spirit of Avataria or something is with you and you can just make yourself look different. Except I haven't got a lot of clothes, so it's just like a guy in a... I can, I can make myself a guy in a T-shirt. <laughs> Presumably that's where you could theoretically be Gordon Freeman. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yes. That pack. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly where that will turn up. Except I haven't got any of that. No. Yeah. And I played the terrible mini game that I thought was going to be pinball, but was kind of bad. <laughs> and I played that for far too long because I couldn't figure out how I actually die. <laughs> uh, Pinball's so bad that you can't fail. Well, yeah, yeah it's weird. It's not really. It's, like, it's a bit like Beyblade, but on a pinball table-like surface. It's like you you push your thing up with like you get a sort of swing at the bottom of the table, and then you ping a thing upwards and you're supposed to hit these static objects so many times to murder them. But there's... I don't know, it wasn't really... And in the end, I ended up trying to figure out, okay, how do I actually... I don't want to play this anymore. There is a quit button, but could I actually just get myself killed? And I couldn't really, so I just hit the quit button after a while and be like... I'm a bit worried that there was actually... If I had just kept going, that there was some uber unlock or something. Yeah, exactly. But it was taking so long and it's so boring. It was just like, I can't be faffed with this. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Cool. Uh, JRPG of the month. And what's next? Trying to think what else I should talk about. I did I did briefly tinker with some more Halo Wars 2. Um, which Zach saw the tail end of a ridiculously long game I was having against. Like, I upped the difficulty a little bit and started to have a real problem in just winning. I mean, I suppose that's what upping the difficulty does, but you know, the game I was playing ended up in like a stalemate where we'd launch, I'd launch an attack, he would defend it, and then he'd counter attack, and then I'd defend it, rinse and repeat for like an hour and a half, um, until until it got to the point where it's like, okay, I need a different strategy. What can I do? No one's bought a super unit yet. Let me just mm. well, next time all of my guys die, I'll have enough unit cap for a super unit. Let's buy that and see what happens, and then I just walked it. It was just like as soon as I had that condor, it was like, oh, I can just I can just just flatten this guy. And then I looked at like how much more effort I would have to put in to get some even some of the easier achievements in that game. It's like, oh, maybe I'm done. <laughs> That's like, right. It's, it's the, fine. It's it's yeah. It's 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 a, a, a it's more a, like it's, it's still than good... you expected, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit, and in some ways, I'm a little bit disappointed that it didn't have some of the weirder. When I started digging, like it doesn't have some of the weirder multiplayer modes that I kind of enjoyed from the first one. Um, like one of my favorites was this sort of I, I don't know what it really called. It was like a like a one a capture of one capture the one flag mode, but where a unit would spawn on the level and the first person to kill it would uh, a unit would be holding onto that item 
And you then had to keep that unit alive for a certain period of time to, to get a point. Uh, but that mode totally doesn't exist in Halo Wars 2, and I was a little bit disappointed to learn that. It's like, I kind of enjoyed that one. It was a little bit, like, random, because where the thing spawned was quite important um, to who was going to claim it first. But then there was those, you know, uh, you could always just, just go after it and stop the stop the point in that scenario if you managed to kill that specific unit. Mm. Um I don't know, maybe this game's focus on like leader powers and more long range long range weaponry may may have poo pooed that whole thing. Um uh, so so maybe they cut it because it just wouldn't have worked. I don't I'm not sure. But yeah, shame that that's not there. Anyway, yeah, I'm, mm. I think I'm think I might be done with that. Fair. Speaking of Halo yeah, random story, but like for some reason, I was looking up Halo music on YouTube the other day, um, and there's there was this little bit. I think I got it from a cutscene from Halo Two, and like it's just like a really short measure or whatever, but it's a really nice kind of melancholy. Like I don't know, it, it it's very simple. It's like da 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 like that, and mm. it was from the middle of like I was trying to figure out. Why does this? Why do? Why do I remember this bit? Or like, why is this important or something? And I was trying to work out. It's like from the middle of like the high charity suite or something. So and it's not used in any important part. So I was trying to work it out. Hmm. It, was just, it was just in one. Um, it's just a nice string bit, and it was just in one like cutscene in the middle of the game that where the arbiter's talking to the commander dude. You know, hmm. with the white shirt. And it's like, why is this so good? Uh, oh, the, sh- the shipmaster. Yeah, the shipmaster guy. And then I realized it was, they reused it in the ending of Halo 3, the same bit. And oh, I like, interesting. Okay. I was like, okay. Like the bit where Lord Hood is t- talking or whatever, explaining, hmm. I don't know. And it was like, okay, well, maybe that's it because, like, he it seems like he dies or whatever doesn't he or like they think he has or maybe it has some emotional resonance yeah, like, he's, he's, he's MIA isn't he yeah, yeah what is this about and then I looked in the comments on one of them and it's like yeah this is great this is really emotional sounds a lot like this bit in Finding Nemo <laughs> and I looked up and yeah it sounds identical to like a measure in Finding Nemo soundtrack and that is probably what I'm thinking of I think. oh wow <laughs> yeah and then I was like when did Finding Nemo came out and it came out of course the year before Halo 2 yeah like, uh, yeah that might have been a subconscious quoting there from Marty McDonald. <laughs> I think he might have watched that film oh that's <laughs> amazing because it's a good moment, I think. I can't, I can't find it because I haven't got Finding Nemo. But I think it's a bit in the middle where, like, it's like a wistful bit where he's stuck in the whale or whatever, and his and his son is still millions of miles across the ocean, and mm. he's sort of looking over and he's sort of trying yeah. to be reassured by exactly. bluefish. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's a really nice little measure, and it's very simple. It's only like three or four notes, but it's like. Mm. Compare the Halo to Finding Nemo. It sounds like almost the same. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go find that. That's so strange. if you want to look it up, it's for some reason it the Finding Nemo score part is called Haiku, and the Halo score part is called Respite. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, check yeah, it out. I've probably, I've probably heard the bit you mean. Cause you probably know the bit. That rings that, that, that rings a bell actually because I've I've got the Halo Two IST. Yeah. Uh, I remember the name. Well, I do remember one of the tracks is called Respite. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like in the middle. You have to scrub through the high charity track, I think, to get to it because it's like okay. one of the measures of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I vaguely remember it anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So anyway, okay. random oh. random story about Halo music where I was like, hang on, why is this so good? And it's like, oh, I think that might be from Finding Nemo. That might have been stolen. Interesting. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Anyway, been playing anything else? Um, I'm trying to think what's worthy to talk about because I've been playing a lot of little things here and there. Um, oh, uh, yeah, there's, there's two more things I can think of that are probably worthy and then I'll, then I'll yield. Uh, I finished my run on Sonic Mania Plus. Oh, yeah. Oh, did we talk about that at all last time? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I finished that run and it's like, uh, I guess, I guess I was, a, I'm a little disappointed with it in that I don't think quite so much of it. Ch- there weren't as many tweaks as I was expecting, really. There, are, there are a couple, and they, they, they do improve things generally whenever they turn up. Um, uh, but you know, I still had to do that final boss that I don't really like, and I didn't. You didn't get a nice new end sequence or anything like that once you'd done it, because well, unless you do, if you manage to get all the emeralds. But I couldn't get more than I only got two of the bloody emeralds because those special stages are so hard. <laughs> And I didn't find as many of the repositioned gold rings as I would have mm. liked. I would have liked to have done a lot more of that, but I just didn't couldn't locate them. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, like it was it was good fun playing it through again. Of course it was, but it's like uh, I don't know. I was, I was kind of hoping for more from this expansion. That, yeah. Like I, that, and if there is more, I haven't seen it, um, and I don't know how to see it. So we'll see. It gave you a sort of stat breakdown at the end, but I can't remember if it does in the main one. They'll be like, hey, here's, here's the time it took you to get through every stage. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's a time attack element to it that, I'm, that I don't know about. But um, And I did die once, frustratingly. Like, I, I, in the sense that I lost all my characters once and had to continue yeah. um, in its live system. And that was on the final boss. And it's like, <laughs> damn it! I nearly had a had quote-unquote perfect run <laughs> other than the uh, emeralds. Uh, yeah, Sonic Man is a good game. It really is. But I think I would have liked more from the DLC. Which isn't really a DLC. Particularly. I'm not sure I can, you can count it as a DLC particularly. It's just... Because <laughs> it's not really actual new content. It's just no, I mean, old and, content rearranged. Like the only the, like the new new stuff really is the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the harder special stages. But... New new. New new. <laughs> new new. New new. Cool. Uh, I also did finally got around to doing the Adventures of Captain Spirit. Mm. The uh, sort of don't nod teaser for teaser teaser for Life is Strange Two. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know really what I was expecting from it to be honest, but it, like for me, it was quite an empty experience. Not a lot to it. Not enough to it. Right, yeah. And like I think you basically get the gist of what it is, like completely the gist of what it is and where it goes and what it does from that trailer we saw at E3. Yeah. Like it doesn't really add to it. There is one tiny little detail right at the very end that that hints at some of the I don't know, that some some of the more interesting stuff from life from the first Life is Strange game. Not the prequel game, but the first Life is Strange game. And it's just like and just like, oh, couldn't we have had slightly more of this or maybe slightly more of a hint of this? It's like, it only took me 90 minutes to get through. And it's like, you know, it's clearly intended as a teaser for Life is Strange 2 and what, where, and the direction that might take. Uh, it's, um, 
and we know a little bit about how far ahead of where this game this 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 thing takes place it's like three years or something after the adventures of captain spirit is when life is strange 2 is set and it's just but it just basically devolves into go like almost like a classic point and click adventure it's like you've got a checklist of things you need to do you need to go find the items and then go to the place to do a thing rinse and repeat and there there are a couple of puzzles, but they're very light puzzles. Um apart from two of them that I genuinely didn't figure out how it was gonna be because it just was never explicitly mentioned what the solution was, and then I went and looked them up afterwards and it's like, Oh, right. I, I mean I guess I could have figured that one out, but this other one, no, I would never have figured that one out. What the hell was the clue to that? Um but I don't think I'm missing much because <laughs> I went and looked at what they actually were, and it's like, nope, no, I'm pretty sure I haven't missed much. Like where that game does, where that game is best is when it sort of drifts into uh, the kids' sort of imagination a little bit. But even that, I feel like, is a little underdone and could have been done. They could have done way more with it. But whatever, this thing's free, and it's intended to sell Life is Strange too. So, <laughs> like I said, I'm like, I'm not 100 percent sure what I was expecting. But I'm also not. I'm also not 100 sure it's the best advert for the next game because there's just nothing. There's nothing there, you know. As you expected, you've got a little bit of that deadbeat dad. He's not not all that great vibe going on, and the, the kids' monologue is all like, "Hey, there was a better time," and uh, he's clearly crafting the world in, of, that he imagines and his sort of like superhero persona, like out of his trauma. Uh, a little bit and you know that's that's kind of spelled out for you a little bit but it's just there's, there's, there's not enough twists there's not enough like this doesn't really go anywhere it's just like this is a, pretty much exactly what I expected hmm. which is a shame you may skip <laughs> I think even you're for a Life of Strange fan you could probably skip <laughs> Right, skip that. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll stop for now unless I can think of anything else interesting. But cool. Yeah. Zeg, what have you been playing? I mostly continue playing No Man's Sky, I guess. Hmm. Which continued to get like increasing. It's like the longer you play it, the more you remember how how the things that originally annoyed you annoyed you still haven't been fixed. <laughs> And it continues to be slightly inconvenient in many ways. Mm. Like, it's still things about the UI UI that are just, like... I feel like it's inconsistent, but I suspect that it's just the PC version that suffers the most because the PC version has control binds for things that would presumably all be on more or less one button on the console versions. Mm. Like the prime example that I've been experiencing a lot because I've been like trying to get money by basically crafting stuff in my base and like refining things. The one bit of UI that I've been finding really annoying is like the UI for accessing the refiners because it's basically like a whole series of different random buttons for no particular reason. Like when you you walk up to the refiner and you hold down E to open it, which is that's the generic like access things in your environment is to hold down E. 
Mm. And it's hold down because that's just the, the UI of this game has a lot of situations where you have to hold down the button. You don't just push. That's how it used to be in the original release as well. But that it, it still continues to mostly be like that, except sometimes it's not. So you hold down E to open up the refiner. You've got the input slots and the output slots. You mouse over the input slots and you can't just click on the input slots. For some reason, you have to mouse over them and then push X because that's how you open the, the input menu. Then you look through your little, really kind of overly small menu for choosing what you want to input. It's only got like two lines, whereas your inventory can be like 40 slots or something. Mm. It's just like that could have expanded maybe to fill more of the screen rather than making you page through it. It's not even a scroll bar. It's like page by page. You WASD your way through your pages of inventory to find the thing you want to put in there. Then you can click on the thing you want to put in. That's a click. And then there's a you can either click on the button to start the refining process or hold E on it <laughs> again right. to trigger that. And then when you want to take stuff out, when there's something in the output slot, you can click on that, not hover over it and press X like you do with the input, because it's it's only hover over and press X when it's an empty slot. If there's something in the input slot you want to get out that's excess, you can click on that at that point, and that opens the different menu. And then this different menu brings up a list of all the inventories you can put the stuff into. And then you mouse over that and click on one of those. Or you can press X on that, because not E. <laughs> it's just like, sometimes it's click, sometimes it's E, sometimes it's X. You're just not actually entirely sure which one you want. And it's uh, like, what is this like on the console? Because it almost presumably just functions on one button, like the confirm button. <laughs> or maybe it does, or maybe the context of what X and E means is somewhat maintained a bit better on console compared, like, as in it, maybe it is still the same, like, uh, well, X maybe X or like, E maybe Y or something, mm-hmm. or A or something on the controller, whatever. But like, maybe the context of what those buttons usually mean is somehow maintained a bit better. Maybe, but it's just like, like why is always this particular type of action, and we're trying to do like, that type of action. It's or, mainly the thing where it's just like when it's an empty slot, you have to hover over it and press X. But when it's a full slot, you can click on the thing that's in the full slot, and then that brings up the menu for that. Hmm. So like that seems really unnecessary, and I'm not sure even how that is a thing that would ever make sense. Because like, you just click on the empty slot, surely, and then that should just bring up a menu of what you want to put in that slot. But clicking on it doesn't. It just like flashes up the thing where it says push X for a second. <laughs> it's like, that's not helpful in any way. Uh, what, or, you know, just have both work. Yeah, <laughs> would, I guess. Would equally be valid. And, you know, the holding down is the thing that always makes that game slightly too slow. It's just like... If you want yeah, that, open a container, hold down E, and wait for the little bar to fill up. And I then, mean, because that would be... Would there be a different action for just tapping on it? No. There's no real things that you only just tap on to cause anything to happen. The only case where the holding down thing makes sense is in the list of inventories you can send stuff to. One of them is your freighter, and because, as I previously discussed, you can't really get stuff back from your freighter very easily without even being on it or doing the weird like through the storage container method right yeah that's a hold whereas everything else in that list is a click to just sort of ensure that you don't accidentally send stuff to your freighter right okay yeah that, <laughs> that makes sense like any sort of like action that might actually be have an irritating consequence to deal with if you've done it wrong yeah but that's like really the only case or like where that feel like refining items and it's just like or if it was like a one button press on an item to turn it into a different item or to discard it maybe then maybe well, I mean, crafting, maybe hold to confirm is crafting is still pretty much one click when you 
go to the recipe, you click on it, and it instantly does it. Mm. Like, it's just like the holding thing was kind of unnecessary. And actually, I remembered when I was thinking about it, in, not long after it, the game came out originally, one of the very early mods was basically get rid of the hold. Oh, right. <laughs> like a workshop thing. Yeah. Huh. Well, it wasn't even workshop back then. It was just like an actual real mod. Oh, right. I see. But yeah, it was like, yeah, I think you could have. But yeah, and then I'm, as I've been looking, because as I've said, I've been trying to make money out of my base. Because there's probably, well, there's definitely several easy ways you can just make money that are kind of like really easy, but super boring. Like you could just, once you've learned some of the crafting recipes, you could probably quite easily just go to the galactic market terminal and just buy raw materials, craft them in your inventory to the thing you've learned the recipe for and sell for profit. Mm. And it's like, you could do that, but that's kind of boring. Yeah. I like, I actually want to use my base as a base for a purpose. So I was like trying to work out what plants I needed to grow to to make money off of based on what crafting recipes I knew at the time. It's like, that kind of works. Kind of. I'm trying to make money so I can buy a better freighter. Except I... I don't know what exactly happened. With the freighters... It has this, as usual, slightly awkward system. So the first time you find a freighter battle happening, which is before you have a freighter, this is the, you get a free one. So you, you warp in, there's a freighter battle happening, you defend the freighter, you go on board, you talk to the captain, and he's like, ah, oh, you can just have this one. You can just take this freighter because it's a cheapo, crappy one, I guess, because you know it has shit stats or, or low inventory space. You don't necessarily know that at the time, of course, but that's mm-hmm. how that game works. Sure. So you get your free freighter. And then in the future, you can still happen across freighter battles like that again, and if you defend the freighter and then dock and then talk to the captain he offers to sell you the freighter at like a reduced price mm. so based on some of those that I'd seen I was like okay the prices of these freighters are up in the sort of 80 to 100 mil range so I want to kind of get that much money because I really need to upgrade my freighter because I've been using the original free one that I got and it's really got shitty inventory space so I just want more so I was like okay I'll grade up some cash so the next time I happen across one of those freighter battles I can just buy it mm. and pretty much whatever it is it will just be an upgrade regardless of how good it is so I did that I ground up the cash and I was like yeah okay I'll just warp around for a bit until one of those freighter battles spawns and then when I actually came to get the freighter I was like oh this one only cost 20 mil <laughs> mm. I was like I've got, I've got way too much cash now mm. but even that is really inconvenient because this is another situation where the UI is fucked, where when you do the freighter battle and you talk to the captain in the office to send you the freighter, it doesn't... It only shows you that the freighter that you're being offered. It doesn't show you your, your current freighter. And if you hit accept on that window, you get the new freighter, but everything that was in the old freighter just goes away. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> everything that was in the freighter? Yeah, goes. The, all the cargo in it... You did, because normally, if you're doing, say, a ship purchase, it brings up a window where it's like, here's your ship, here's the new ship, and it compares stats, and it tells you how much the price is. But in that window, you can move your stuff into the new ship's inventory. It's kind of an unnecessary system. It should just automatically do it. Mm. But it gives you this window where you can just, like... It, is, it, is, it, is it, like, just in case there's something where you... Well, can, it's in case like, there's an inventory space fit. mismatch, I guess. Yeah. 
So you can just like, I can sacrifice this and leave it in my old ship, but, but get this new one. Even though in most cases you'll be going up in infantry space, so right, it shouldn't yeah. actually be a problem. So in this one specific case with the freighter, in the freighter battles, it doesn't show you that. But if you just board a freighter that's not under attack and go and talk to the captain, you don't get reduced price, but you do get the two-paneled screen. <laughs> that seems like an oversight. Yep. <laughs> just another one of those little things where it's like, this is marginally inconvenient. So mm. based on the fact that I knew that, I was like, okay, my fr- current freighter has such shitty inventory, I can actually just take everything out of it mm. and carry it on my person until I get a new freighter, and then that won't matter. <laughs> How odd. So you basically have to turn down the reduced price and say, I'll pay you more. And he's like, that's fine. Because now, now, <laughs> now I have a menu that I can offer. And now I'm not going to get all your stuff to sell. Yeah. But considering how much I vastly overestimated the cost, apparently, even though I definitely seen numbers in the hundred mil area, mm. I was like, oh, I guess it didn't matter anyway. So yeah, that was annoying. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of weird like stuff in that game that just seems like it is broken in weird ways. Like a bunch of the refinery recipes are just there's where where you can see a recipe where it's like, okay, this recipe is clearly. I don't, wouldn't say it necessarily makes sense, but it makes sense in the context of the game, I guess. Where it's like, oh, you can combine carbon with tritium and it makes more carbon. It's called tritium duplication. And it's like, okay, that's a recipe that exists. But then if you try and combine other stuff with tritium, there's a couple of them that work, where it's like it combines with the tritium and it makes more of it. But there's a whole series of those where random things you can combine with tritium only turn into sodium. And it's like, it feels like there was meant to be a whole set of recipes where everything could combine with tritium and it would just duplicate it because it's called tritium duplication. Mm. But a lot of them just default to sodium for no reason. Weird. It is odd, isn't it? Just in general, like about the whole. I mean, that's the whole thing is a bit weird, I suppose. But like, <laughs> like, like the chemical wizard, like, oh, how did this? How did I get sodium out of this? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there where it's just straight up you can just duplicate stuff. Sometimes more legitimately than others. <laughs> like, there's a lot of recipes where it's combined stuff with oxygen to duplicate it, and that's like that's fine because I guess oxygen is another resource. Mm. Where, but there are definitely a couple of recipes where it's just like combine this thing with another thing and basically generate infinite of it. Like for dihydrogen, you can just basically you can compress it, uncompress it, and end up with more than you started with. <laughs> huh. So you can generate infinite dihydrogen that way. Weird. And for like copper. You, copper refines into chromatic metal, but if you combine chromatic metal back into copper, it generates more copper at a ratio higher than it does to refine from the copper. So you so can just, just generate it for the copper. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, some of these can make sense, some of them don't so much, but on the plus side, the ones that like the dihydrogen duplication are just like, it removes the inconvenience of having to stop and mine dihydrogen because there's no other way to get it than to physically go onto a planet and shoot your laser at the dihydrogen crystals. Mm. So that's really annoying and inconvenient. So the fact that there is this convenient way to duplicate it infinitely, it's just like, that just removes that annoyance. It's dumb, but it's convenient. Mm. (laughs) And with the patch that they put up yesterday, I guess, it sounds like they finally moved moved past the bug fixing or like critical bug fixing phase and onto the like, fixing things phase right whereas like so already there's been like several fixes to like here's some more refinery recipes that maybe make more sense 
which helpfully didn't hit, fix like the dihydrogen duplication. I was worried for a moment. Hmm. I was like, oh no, if they fix that, I'll be inconvenienced. <laughs> but yeah, and then actual bug fixes, I guess. Not like crash fixes at this point, actual bug fixes. Because mostly up to this point, it's just been crash fixes. And the one, like, one of the other bug fixes that was in the patch yesterday was like, now all those dialogues that I was talking about where the text doesn't appear. Apparently, most of those are fixed now. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Which helped because I actually had a mission where the like the mission objective dialogue wasn't in, so it just said mission objective, and I was like, "Great, I don't even know what I have to do." <laughs> <laughs> it's like angle bracket mission objective. Yeah, basically. I was like, "Great, I can infer what I have to do by the mission text, but I can't. It's not very specific. I need to know specifically what level of this thing I have to get that I have to get." But then that got fixed, so I'm like, okay, good. Now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, that game continues to be sort of functional. Sort of weird. <laughs> at the same, yeah, <laughs> sort of functional. Is it kind of butt? No, well, yeah, it's kind yeah. of butt. Not that kind much butt. Less butt than salt. Less <laughs> butt than <laughs> salt. It's, it's a tiny butt. Yes, it's a small butt. <laughs> apart from that, it's more or less of a list of things I haven't been playing. Still haven't started the Stardew multiplayer. Still waiting on that. Sure. Isn't that? That's like out, out. Yes, though, that is actually out now. Yeah. Uh, I also haven't played Surviving Mars because there was another big patch for that that just oh, okay. came out. Which The main of that patch is like creative mode, which you know, I don't really care about that. Oh, right. What? Take away the challenge? Yeah, just build a nice cool thing. Just make cool stuff. But mm. then it's, the things that they have changed are actually like to my mind without having played it and only reading it from patch notes sound like they've kind of made it easier in some ways mm. and also a couple of quality of life things that are just nice like for example being able to have your stockpiles constantly stocked because <laughs> now you can set a minimum where you're like I want you to keep this much of this resource in this stockpile, stockpile at all times as best you can because that was always a problem with food because the individual food buildings inside the domes have like their mini stockpile which is meant to store the food that they're about to sell mm. and then you put a food stockpile outside the dome where the drones put that into the building but that food dome stockpile outside the dome doesn't really request food fast enough to keep up with the consumption rate inside the dome so you're constantly getting annoyed by like there's always one dome somewhere in your colony where every day it pops up a message that says people are starving because the drones haven't resupplied the supply depot and the building inside the dome fast enough so that when people cycle through their food giving phase, there's no food there. It's just like, that's really annoying. Because it's like, I have so much food, it just yeah. hasn't been quite distributed quick is enough it, to keep up with the game. Is it? Is that like, so it's not really a distribution problem you can solve because it's all automated? Yeah, because it's just automated. Right. And so I mean, you, could set up, you could set up like a rover to just shuttle food back and forth, but the trouble mm. is there's no there was no control over how much. You could say, like, Rover, take food from here to here, but it just does that forever until the food at the source runs out. Right. Yeah. So that's not actually helpful either. Because it might go too quick. Because it just overflows the yeah. other end. But now you can apparently just fix that. You just see, like, I want this stockpile to always have 20 food in it. <laughs> yeah. So and then the drones will do that continuously. So it'll effectively prioritise the drones to always meet that demand yeah. instead of just just cut doing just in time just in timing the inbound food mm. that will solve the problem and then there's nice. a couple of other things that where like what I said about it seeming easier like 
well, I guess it's also kind of a quality of life thing, but they've made it so that pipe leaks and cable faults happen less frequently, but are more waste more resources. Because that was oh, always okay, annoying. You'd be constantly getting pop up, you like pipe leak. So, and it's, so it's more of a problem when it happens, but it just doesn't happen that much. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much. And also, like that was just an annoyance anyway, because you you don't really do anything about a pipe leak. Mm. Your drones just eventually fix it. It's more of a matter of like making sure you have enough excess of power and, and oxygen so that when the pipe leak happens, it doesn't completely screw you. It's not really something you can control as such. Mm. Right enough, they all seem sensible. Yeah, and there was a bunch of other stuff, so you know, I've still got two achievements to get in that game, I guess. <laughs> Do two more runs and I'll be done. Probably, maybe, unless I keep patching it, which, you know, they're doing a pretty good job of patching it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it seems like it. Added quite a lot more content for free. I thought of something I missed. Oh, yeah. I um, 100%ed Yoku's Island Express. Oh, yeah. I guess you did finish that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great, generally. Or, uh, like it keeps up its like charm all the way through. I think where I think I was a little let down by it is it doesn't. The initial invention does wear off a bit, right? Like it, like they don't, they don't. And I never really felt like they did too much more. Uh, to you know, to mix things up as the game went on. Um, you don't really gain. I ended up basically gaining better versions of the few abilities you have rather than gaining new abilities. You know, fairly early on in the game, you get like the slug vacuum to like, it was like, you like suck up slugs and they then attach to your ball, but those, these slugs are for some reason volatile in this world, so you can make them explode and uh, that can use that to destroy certain areas. It's like I did eventually discover like some more. But like, uh, eventually you get the ability, well, now you can hold two slugs, which isn't essential, but you can. And so, but those things were always timed anyway, so it's not like you held on to a slug indefinitely and made it explode when you wanted it to. Mm. It's like there were, um, you know, you had to use them vaguely where you picked them up. So that, that wasn't super useful. Um, and there were just things like that. Oh, no, you can swim faster and stuff like that. Like, uh, you actually just generally move faster in the world. It's like, oh, that one's actually really convenient. <laughs> now I can get around the map a bit easier. Um uh, but yeah, never really sort of expanded too much on its um, uh, on its core premise, which I, um, maybe that's like a good reason for a sequel. It's like, come on, guys, um, they sort of do set it up as in there might be some stuff, and but and there is a nice extra ending when you 100 percent the game, which is nice. It's like there's a sort of extra end sequence, and it's like yeah, so it's like okay, so they recognise when you've done that, and it's like oh okay, cool. Uh, I just had an incredibly pleasant time with that game, and it's like it's got good music, good good writing, good well, you know what little of it there is. Uh, it's it's well presented generally. Uh, very much enjoyed my time with it. Will one hundred percent again in maybe like ten years time. <laughs> <laughs> when whenever Rob doesn't have the new game to play, which is yeah, never. exactly, <laughs> never at the moment. Uh, yeah, good game. That's what I really wanted, wanted to say about it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a thumbs up from the Rob Review Tent. <laughs> Rob Review Tent. <laughs> camp, I think I meant to say, but tent will do. <laughs> the tent. It's part of the Happy Seller Camp. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just my, little, my, little, my little section of it, yeah. Yeah, you've got a tent. Got a tent. Review Tent, as opposed to the Rant Tent. <laughs> 
I mean, I suppose the rank rank quarter might be like a, one of the sleeping bags inside my tent. I suppose it's quite a big sleeping bag. The rent, the rent bag. Isn't that where the fire is? <laughs> the campfire, the rank I fire. I can't keep it in my sleep. I keep the fire in my sleeping bag. It's not very, not very safe in there. In the rent bag. It's not the phrase rent bag now. That's pretty cool. Anyway, that was the thing I forgot. Carry on. Uh, there's anything else to carry on I don't, I'm... you finished Pokemon Quest yet? no I more or less stopped playing that and Fallout while I was doing way too much Man's Sky I guess and been using my Switch that much again suddenly abruptly so to play Splatoon with me every now and then yeah I guess mm, yeah I think that was more or less it cool well, I finished off the Champions Ballad. How was oh, that okay. last boss? Yeah. Totally uh, cool, right? Awesome. Amazing music as well. <laughs> yep. That was so cool. I love fighting the spoilers. Okay, I won't say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to set the klaxon again for the second time this podcast. Yeah. More spoilers really... for you than anyone else. Yeah. It was, I think it I'm was... fine. I'm probably uh, not going to play Champions Ballad, but fine. Oh, it's not that long. It's real good. Um, it, it's just nice. It was just nice to have some more shrines to do. Now I've run out again. Sad times. Yeah. <laughs> no more shrines. Um, but yeah, that last boss was awesome. And also the the dungeon was really really good, but it wasn't very big. I don't think. Like it wasn't. I was expecting it to be bigger than the divine beast, and I don't think it was. No. No. But it was good. Um. But for some reason, I thought that it was like, oh, there's finally a proper full dungeon in 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 Breath of the Wild, and it's like, no, it's no, it's no bigger than any of the other divine beasts. It's it was really good though. It was nice, but uh, it didn't take that long to get through, and it wasn't too complex really. In fact, I think it was less complex than some of the divine beasts. Well, uh, from I mean, before, a couple like, of bits of it were true. Yeah, I just remember the one. What's the yeah. I guess the first one with the um, the elephant where you had to like raise the trunk and splash the water in the right places. So I remember that. I think that was tricky. that was fairly simple. You probably think that was harder than it was just because yeah, it was probably. the first, first time you come yeah, across that. And probably. I think the elephant kind of had unnecessary granularity on its trunk position. Yeah, yeah. Right. Compared to the other dungeons where there's much less yeah. positions that you could move. Because this one was just rotate one way and rotate the other way. Yeah, uh, which was fine. Uh, and my usual problem of um, running around for ages trying to find another tool to use when obviously what I should have done is use one of the powers, one of my powers that I'd forgotten about. Yeah. yeah the usual thing in Breath of the World. It's like, I, I must need an item to do this. It's like, no, just use freaking stasis or cryonis or yep. magnesis or something. But I usually forget about one of the powers. Like, I, I'm usually cryonis. Yeah, usually. Although, although water is the clue for that, right? To trigger that. But I think the one I forget is like the stasis. Whack the stasis is the one I forget about most. Anyway, so because I was in the water room thinking, hmm, I need cryonis clearly because water everywhere. But what I actually needed was stasis. Ping that ball over the wall. Yeah, or ping that rotor thing and drain it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that was good. I just was just cleaning up the there's tons of armors all over the place, and it's quite easy to yeah. find the with the clues. It's like oh, it's clearly just here. <laughs> um, yeah, so just going around. Some of those not as clear. 
No. Where it's like, it was in a guardhouse in near Castle Town. It's like, that's not very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> One of these ruins in fucking Hyrule Field. Yeah. So I'm wandering around Hyrule Field at the moment. But at least I've got the motorcycle to make that a bit easier. Mm. And, the, and the teleporting horse is pretty good. Uh, I would have used, I barely used the horses at all during the main quest. In fact, I almost never used the horse. I think everywhere where... Like, I hadn't already been, so I couldn't teleport there. I would just run. <laughs> you find more stuff along the way. And mm. like yeah, exactly. Riding past it. Yeah. It's not even that slow if you've got a bit of stamina going. Um, yeah. Use those haste potions. Yeah, haste potions. <laughs> Remember to use those haste potions. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or, like, run really fast at night with the stealth outfit and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Does uh, that stack with haste? I wonder. I think it does. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. He's super fast. Yeah. Is, this, is that sneaking suit or whatever like a thing from the DLC then? No, it's the, it's the no. ninja armor you get in Kakariko. In Kakariko. Oh. Yeah, Kakariko, or however you pronounce it. I think it's the, fir- it's the first armor I bought in the game. Uh, is that bonus only from upgrading it, or is that its default bonus? I don't, cause I don't remember having a run fast suit. It's the set bonus, but it only works at night. Like the, yeah, the speed. Yeah, it's the set bonus. Yeah. I probably didn't buy that armor, I don't know. I think I, I might have bought it, but never bothered upgrading it. Because mm. I did. I mean, who needs stealth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was quite useful sometimes. It actually worked in the open world, the stealth. You could, like, because you could do the sneak attack thing it was quite powerful, yeah. really. Yeah. It's just it's, it, that, that the stealth system in Zelda was like. Because it's not explicit, you don't. It's one of those bonuses where it's like it's hard to tell what it's doing until you really pay attention and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually much easier to sneak up next to these guys. I don't have to move as slowly or whatever." Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm pretty much crouched, but at full pace or something. Yeah, I would just put it on every time I thought I needed some stealth or whatever, and it, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and of course one of the quests in the was was going back into the Yiga clan hideout, yeah. but luckily it wasn't very far, which was a relief. And yeah, same tactics apply. Stasis and shoot them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I did not fight them. <laughs> not this time, anyway. Yeah. But is that what you did? Just murder them all? Yeah, even in Master Mode. <laughs> Still effective. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's just because it's one hit kills you, right? Yeah, basically. I guess you're used to that from the start of the champion spell a bit. <laughs> more or less yeah yeah that was cool so just a few things to mop up and then it's done I still haven't got around that I think you can well <laughs> that's, the, that's the last last thing to do well one of these one of these collection quests is to go back into the castle so I might just yeah, find all the bits I haven't done either of those of course yeah like, you know, few bits of, I have had the original versions of those as well because there's new stuff in Hyrule Castle and there's those two missions where you have to go for the recipe and yeah. the and there's the a, old weapons. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I haven't, despite the fact I've done those, I don't think I've been everywhere in the castle. Like, I haven't spent time wandering around the castle, really. It's quite a dangerous place to hang around, yeah. especially with the, like, um, flying guardians everywhere. I mean, that's really why I haven't got around to beating Gatton, because I haven't, I've, every time I've thought about it, I'm like, I have this unnecessary plan that I just want to do Hyrule Castle, all of Hyrule Castle in one go. 
Right. But then that's like I need I need it's to huge. play this for like two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty big. That's to, like a that's like a dungeon. not just jump in and out in yeah. that case. Except it's got not, like puzzles. So there's no yeah. reason for that because I only could just jump in and out. It's not like you yeah. can't save in Hyrule Castle or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's even a shrine in 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 the castle, isn't there at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's Zelda, and I think that's the sidecast. Yep. Um, until next time, uh, any videos coming up? Uh, more Gungeon. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon with yeah. It's like I got a little bit. We got a little bit into it, and so we've done some more runs. And there may well be more. Yeah. We, you know, we, it's ideally interspersed between other videos. It's that the Gungeon has now sort of become our format video. Yeah, except that's all we've got at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Get some more in the tank, guys, uh, yeah. and viewers and listeners. Listeners to this podcast can be viewers of <laughs> our YouTube channel, which now this is has true. Some into the Gungeon videos. So check they those can out. Be lures. 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 And you can listeners. convert back into listeners in two weeks' time for another Salacast. That you can. Bye. Because I go to Mexico. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>